11 o'clock comics episode 192 right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah don't worry, that, that caught up on you <laughs> you weren't ready for that one Jesus Christ man what the hell right Right? Dug a little pothole for you. Right? I got a line that it comes in the middle. Oh, hi. Oh, I thought we were going to end the story. Wow. Zinger. You think I actually had like had a long day at work and was relaxed. Honestly, Dad, you know what he was doing today. Wait, I'm counting down the fucking hours. He must have. He must have. David gives the gift of the snow. He gives the gift to the high heart. <laughs> <laughs> the high heart. You poor Joe kid, he's upset. That's a fuck, you know. Oh my lord. Merry Christmas, sir. Change my fucking face. Are we, are we really going to start off that way? <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Good shot. I hope you have a long intro, man. I do. Awesome. <laughs> hey, everybody, look at this. Look around. It's, yeah. Hi, look it's 11 o'clock comics, episode 192, and I'm Vince B. Yes. Merry Christmas. I'm Chris. Hey, happy Hanukkah. I'm David. Wow, indeed you are. And, of course, I am saying bah humbug to you all because I'm Miles Mayhem. <laughs> no, you're not Miles Mayhem, and you're not bah humbug either. You, you're loving Christmas. Love Christmas. I know. It's so strange. Because <laughs> you're a thinker and you're loving this holiday. It just doesn't... <laughs> Doesn't add up. But anyway, of it, dude, I sing the hell out of some joy to the world. See, I don't. Yeah, that's that's good. I'm I'm happy. It makes me very happy that that you enjoy the and holiday it, season. J- J- Jason, the last couple of years has just like infused the show with the Christmas spirit, and I love oh, it. I love Christmas so much. You have no idea. Oh, my oh it's so great. And I don't hold that against you. But because this episode of Eleven O'clock Comics has been brought to you by who? Discount Comic Discount Book Service. Comic book service dcbservice.com forget about retail prices because you're not going to pay them there they have huge discounts anywhere from 35 to 75 percent off your favorite funny books and collectibles uh they have monthly spotlight specials on books where you can reap even more discounts if you enter the following code if you're a first-time customer the slot is and you enter the following code into the wonderfully uh groomed slot that they have provided for you david what's that code E-O-C and the number eight. That's right. E-O-C eight. And you get an extra 8% off your order, which makes it crazy deep discounts. You're not going to find this at your local comic shop. So check them out. Discount comic book service, dcbservice.com. You're going to say wow when you see all the discounts. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I bet, I bet Re- a really wow. big wow will night. come out of your mouth with an exclamation point on it. Woo! Yes. <sighs> and turn it around, turn it upside down. What do you get? Mom. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. I'm done. That's the pitch. Hope y'all caught nice. it. Right. Nice. All right. Everybody got their What's... eggnog. Y'all feeling festive? Um, I'm. I'm not. You're not. You. You don't like eggnog. No, I don't. 
Oh. It's uh, who is someone was asking for a uh, an eggnog and bourbon recommendation. And uh, was it Timmy Wood? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and my uh, and to lead into the uh, the drink roll call, my my rule of thumb for for mixing bourbon with most things is just use Jim Beam. Use an eighty proof bourbon as as a mixer, unless you are doing stuff like a Manhattan or an old fashioned, those you might want to use a higher proof bourbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for most of the time, like a, a bourbon and Coke or bourbon and ginger ale, just, just use 80 proof Jim Beam and that's fine. Um, but let's, uh, let's move on to uh, the drink roll call. Uh, Vince, you haven't started this off in a while. No, you know, I'm a little afraid that I may cont- cont- contract. Yes. I may contract some horrible flesh-eating disease from drinking this beer, much like Ryder Strong did, because I'm drinking Cabin Fever. Is it? Huh. It's is it cabin, from? It is from New from? Holland Brewing. Oh, my God. That's an amazing beer. I am so proud of you. I didn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. We at, at work, we had a Secret Santa, and the theme for this year's Secret Santa was alcohol. So this is what I was given, a six-pack of Cabin Fever. I like it. It's very really? tasty. Yeah. That that makes me so this is like the first like true craft beer that you've had on the show and it makes me incredibly happy. It's freaking tasty. It, it's one of my favorite brewers. They're over in in Holland, Michigan and uh um yeah, they they do great stuff. One of yeah. uh, uh one of my good friends Kyle Bice uh who listens to the show uh designs a bunch of their labels. I like the oh, label. Really? It's very wintry. Yeah, it's. A, I don't see yeah. Ryder Strong anywhere in the picture, though. Like there should be a stream by the little cabin, and he should be melting into the stream like the end of the movie. You, nobody has seen Cabin Fever. No. <laughs> no, I have not. Oh wait, wait a minute, wait, wait. Is that that horrendous movie with uh, like yep. uh, David Spade and Chris Rock, and they were all high school buddies? No, oh, no, no. That's no. grown-ups. Oh, that was horrendous! Oh. No, Cabin Fever is Eli Roth, the guy that did oh, Hostel. You no, know, my boy, my boy did the uh, trailer for that. Who? Yeah, I told the you, my, my best mm. friend is uh, one of my best friends. Is oh, okay, movie right. It's a great movie. I love it, and uh, but it doesn't the lend you. Greatest about it is that, uh, like you said, Ryder Strong. I mean, I I didn't know what he did after Boy Meets World, but it's nice that you know he landed oh, on his feet. He's still great. No, that's a he did. He made a great little movie with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I haven't seen the sweet sequel, but I heard he's in it. Don't see how that's possible. Oh, I, I don't know. Pre- oh, by the way, not to get totally off off kilter, but Vince, I saw Paranormal <laughs> Activity too. Oh boy, you like it? Oh, it was so good, dude. I know, I know. It, I was it, pet- I was literally petrified though. I I didn't want. I went and checked on my. I checked on Holden. I had to check on him. The, oh shit! The third one comes out January twenty fourth. On DVDs, uh, DVD, Blu-ray, uh, and nice. that uh, ultraviolet thing where you so can. The, the, yeah. The third one is is the prequel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so there's been yeah. what there's been four because you had like Apollo twelve or whatever. There was the outer space one. Oh, you or, mean of the genre? Right, right, right. Of of the people who cre- of the the people oh, who brought us. Stuff. Apollo twelve. Yeah, the outer space. Yeah, there, there was an Apollo one. There, 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 yeah, does, I saw, are I they just in the commercial? Oh, they, I, I, I didn't know they people. were associated with that. No, I, the, the, I think the paranormal activity people are doing that new one about the woman who is possessed by multiple entities or something. And uh, the, the the trailers are on TV now. I, what the hell's the name of it? I don't know. 
I don't Devil, know. In, Devil Inside, I think it's called. Sounds good to me. And I, I picture, what's his face? Michael Hutchins hanging himself. Oh, yeah. Whenever I hear that. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, David, why don't you go next? Uh, I, I I did not bother with the eggnog tonight. Uh, Menage a Trois. Oh, one of your D- favorites, David. By the way, yes. my wife hosted. Uh, her they have a, a book club around these here parts, and uh, they rotate the home. So she hosted this this uh, month for because she wanted to show off the house with the Christmified stuff, and nice. uh, people bring stuff. And I I was I came down. I was sequestered upstairs. I wasn't allowed to come down. And then of course <laughs> when it was all over and all the ladies left, I was allowed to come down and uh, eat the remnants of the snacks and help clean up. And uh, <laughs> women brought like millions of. Uh, Things you know, like knickknacks, gifts, and stuff, as a thank you. And uh, lo and behold, sitting on our uh, on our island is uh, a bottle of Menage a Trois. No kidding. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to bust that. I think tomorrow I'm gonna bust it out. See what's up. Ladies, like right. that, you know. Enjoy it, dude. That's, That's heard, right. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Not mine, right. but some do. Well, Jason, why don't you uh, tell us what your Menage a Trois this this evening? Well, it was two years ago uh, in our after Christmas episode when when Chris was absolutely floored at the idea that I was making um, uh, I was using Dom uh, in uh, in, in oh, Mimosas. God. So uh, we're we're at that time of year again, and uh, I I of course every Christmas day cook a huge brunch for our extended family, and um, and once again I'm going to be serving mimosas. So uh, we went to the liquor store and stocked up on a bunch of bottles of champagne. So um, you also know I've been trying to make you happy and, and do a Christmas-themed cocktail every every week this, this mm-hmm. month. So I have made uh, for this evening uh, a tinsel bellini. Which is uh, it's uh, it's not the most manly of drinks. I'll, I'll admit to that, but <laughs> but it's uh, it is uh, hypnotic. Which for those that uh, don't know is a a bluish. Uh, you buy it in a bottle. It's a bottled drink, but it's like uh, bluish. It's got a mixture of different things, but uh, it's good. I've talked about it before on the show years ago. But uh, so it's it's two parts hypnotic, one part limoncello, and one part champagne. Uh, and it basically looks like a frosted blue drink, and it's pretty good. It's like a punch, basically, you know, like a champagne punch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tasty. Again, much like the theme of the month, I wouldn't say this is something you'd want to like drink many uh, of, but it's like for one, it's kind of a, a festive way to start off the evening. And then, much like last week, I have a uh, quite a few uh, Yingling lagers uh, ready to back it up. So nice. very good. Um, we talked. Uh get behind the curtain here we had talked uh beforehand about not doing our thank yous because i know we've all received a lot of really awesome uh, gifts and, and and packages um and i'm gonna violate that because <laughs> uh, uh because if it's i already have my roll call right. um picked out and so i can't do this without thanking our boy bean who who knows my taste in beer so well and set me up some Awesome, awesome brews, and uh, uh, I'll have another one next week and thank him again. But uh, this week I'm having from uh, from Stone Brewing their Imperial Black IPA, which is part of their 15 year uh, anniversary series. And huh. if you if you if you've listened before, you know I love black IPAs. It's uh, probably my favorite uh, my favorite category of beer, and uh, buy them anytime I see them from different brewers. and And Stone has always done a really nice one. And this is an Imperial Black IPA, so it's got a little bit more uh, hoo ha to it. And so wait, uh, so, it, so is this awesome. one the Will I Am or is this the uh, Apple Dap? 
The what? Black IPA. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was the Fergie. Yeah. Mm. The Fergie like, Is that the one with the RZA? No. No. No, oh. no. no this uh, is not well, that sir. one. So we get, are we going to get ghost faced? Or no. Gas- no. No. Ghost faced. Yeah, you guys know that the roots are, uh, are the house band for. Jimmy um, Fallon? Jimmy Fallon? Really? really? They, uh, they have been, haven't they? From no, I, yeah, I had no idea. I've never watched Jimmy Fallon, but uh, yeah, I, heard, I heard him on a podcast, and I was baffled. I love The Roots. I'm, I'm shocked, actually. I'm actually that, shocked. A guy I worked with, that was his favorite group of all time. I've seen him a bunch of times in concert, wow. but I had no idea that they were a house band. That's crazy. Well, like Chris uh, alluded to, it didn't allude to, he just stated it. We're saving all of our uh, holiday gift thank yous for next week because next week is our Let's Open Presents week. And I know the prospect of watching someone open presents is not exactly fun. And I can, listening to people opening presents is probably even less fun than that. But <laughs> don't let that dissuade you from, from listening because we'll mix in some comics. Because, right. Because no, we'll, we'll, we get, we get to talk about the presents and they're all or almost all yeah, comics. Yeah, exactly. So right. We'll definitely mix in comic talk. Right. Speaking interesting conversation. from personal, uh, gifts there's going to be a lot of different stuff talked about next week yeah craziness so yeah listen it's the christmas episode you have to listen what else are you going to do listen to grandma fart in the chair across the room i don't think so listen to us sorry david (laughs) so what are we doing let's do this oh yeah so so uh you know what's funny i i didn't realize that this is a little bit of a tradition we did a uh a holiday q a last year as well I, mm. I, I had forgotten that until I did a search on our forum at uh, at uh, at forums.bullpenbulletins.com. Uh, but uh, but lo and behold, we are going to do the instead of the uh, the twelve days of Christmas, we're going to do the twelve cues of Christmas. That's nice. Yeah. So we had uh, a little a little thread in the forum asking for people to post questions and uh, making it a point that we would obviously choose the twelve we wanted to. Um, you know, some of the questions were either things that we have been asked several times before or whatever but uh but no there was actually a pretty nice selection of questions with which to choose from and uh we're just gonna just bang them out and just relax have some drinks bang them out nice and, and talk, talk that's what i like about All these right, episodes i mean we don't really have to kill ourselves the week yeah. prior to get you know notes and it well yeah get our, our collect our thoughts we can just sit down here and do it cold i like that yeah so uh, you want you you just want me to moderate, or how do you want me you, to do it? This is your baby. Yeah, you take it. take drive the bus. All right, cool. So um, so well, I'm gonna I'm gonna show D- David some love because David's the only one that actually did his homework and uh, went into the thread, <laughs> marked the ones he thought were the most interesting. So I'm gonna start with one of the ones that he thought was interesting. Um, this is from Tim H. Excuse me. And Tim asks us if you could erase one storyline or moment from comics history, what would it be? Uh, so let's, um, well, uh, who wants to go first? Does anyone have one that jumps to mind? Hmm. I did not, I did not highlight this one. I don't know who did. You didn't. Hmm. I did wow. not. Well, All right. I don't think I care enough about, um, storylines. Uh, like there hasn't been a, a storyline that I despised to the point where I, I would wish it erased from all continuity, but mm-hmm. just for the sake of, uh, removing the blemish from the creator's records. I wish, I wish that the Black Punisher moment 
would be erased from continuity. Remember when the Punisher got mangled yes. by Jigsaw? And, but, it, and they, come on, but Cage made a comeback during that time. I, I, I know, apologize. But, I, I, did, I, I did check this one. You're right, Jason. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay, so, so you're yeah. doing plastic surgery on a dude, and you're just going to change his face, and you change him into a black man? Really? Black, <laughs> like, it's it's so no, silly. It's, it's definitely, yeah, it was, it was not a high point. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, but, I mean, it just, it it shows that how i guess what people say is true just and going back to the 90s even probably before that in in peter parker punisher frank castle punisher character does not work in the main marvel universe because they've made him a black guy they've made him an angel of death they've made him frank and castle and and i mean and obviously he's he's endured all this and, and he's still around but i i agree with you vince it was not a um I have those issues. It just, but it was not a high point. Kind of embarrassing, uh, and and that's yeah. the th- those are the kind of stories that a non comics fan once they hear them, they're like, oh. So it kind of casts a shadow over more comics than it should. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And yeah. and yeah, I I just think that who wrote that anyway? That wasn't Dixon, was it? I you know what? It could have been. It oh, really could have been. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> like, like, yeah. <laughs> could have made I him a homo and had him killed. So. I, I have two. The, the the first one that came to mind, um, which I'll call the runner-up. The first, but the one that immediately came to mind was uh, was was one more day with the mm-hmm. okay. Spider-Man. Really Just because I like thought that was really game. whack at the time. Um, <laughs> but since it since what came of it was, at least to many people's minds, the best Spider-Man's been in a long, long time. I couldn't quite like give it that. Like it, it bothered me at the time, but like what came of it. You know, was was good, so I, I I've gotten past it. So the the one I'm going to go with actually is a much more personal one, and you guys probably know because you guys always rib me about it. And that's uh, Loeb suggesting that Wolverine's. <laughs> oh, that is an awesome one, dude! I, I know, back like, you up like, on that. Sponsored by the Milk Bone. Yeah, I mean Wolverine <laughs> is obviously my favorite. Well, one of my favorite characters. Uh, I've you know, he's one of those characters <laughs> that I don't ever. I'm sure everyone else is sick of him because he's in 27 books. I'm I never get sick of him. I I just something about him. I love the guy. Um, and, and I've, you know, he, he's, when you, when he's in that many books for that many years, a lot of stuff happens. So you kind of, you take, you know, you take it with a grain of salt, but the one thing that like really made me legitimately angry was when the whole Lupine thing, and they suggested that he yeah. was actually a mutant dog. Like he was basically an evolved dog. Like that's just, it's ridiculous. Like it's so stupid, but I remember when that came out and, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I was it on the forum. I don't know where it was, but I said, Oh man, this is pretty good. And Pat Loika, who, who loves everything without question yeah. said to me, dude, seriously, it sucks. And I was like, uh, yeah. I knew I was, yeah, I was barking up the wrong tree when Pat Loika didn't like it. Yeah. yeah no, it was, and, Pun and, intended. It, and as, as ridiculously, <laughs> as ridiculous as that story is, I I I dislike it more so because of of the backstory in, involved and in, in what happened in making that story. It just it really turns my stomach. The 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 one that the reason I checked I did the highlight to this question is I don't I, I guess I kind of have to cheat because I still haven't read this. So because I haven't <laughs> read it, it didn't happen. Wow! But it, oh, it is the uh, it's 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 since passed. It's it's the Gwen Stacy thing. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, and to get knocked up by Norm, by Norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't all that bad. I thought I you were going to say the whole uh, parallax stuff, David. That would be the obvious choice, right? Yeah, it would be right. Yeah, no, I can't go with the obvious choice. 
Okay. That's good for you. That makes it up. That is good. I will. Did Chris hang up on us, or is he here? No, he's still no, here. Right here. He's, What's it? What do you got? Just making sure I don't talk over anyone. Oh, you're the man. Uh, I would say. I don't know what's worse. And this and this, and this gets. I, um, this probably gets into a much broader discussion, but I would say Secret Wars two because it was the <laughs> first. First of all, it was, it was terrible. Um, second of all, it was the first time I remember a major cross company event that had the multiple tie-ins and uh, along like every i think every uh uh every comic in the marvel line had had tie-ins or multiple tie-ins and i think it, you think you're right yeah that was also at a time when they didn't have that many titles compared to today i mean mm-hmm. you had the base, the base titles and then like web of spider-man and and you know, maybe that, that I didn't also because he showed up and I mean, but and I'm I'm asking this seriously, Chris. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to correct. Is it you, you say this that that you experienced this? Is that because you were not reading DC Crisis on Infinite Earths was coming out? <sighs> the thing, well, the thing about Crisis and and Roy Thomas would be the one that if you ask Roy Thomas this question, he would say Crisis because. A, he had affinity for a lot of the characters that got wiped out by that, and B, he was working on things that were pretty much destroyed by by Crisis. Um, but the thing about Crisis is why it's different than Secret Wars 2, in my opinion, is that Crisis was very much a um, a way for DC to clean up their continuity. Oh, wait, 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 there, no, right, right. there was I mean, a reason why they did it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm asking because mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not, believe me, I do not think anything bad about crisis i'm asking you because you said how how secret wars 2 was and i don't know if this is if you're saying for you or just in general with yeah. comic that's for, for me it was, it was first yeah, yeah. Multi- it, it was the first yeah cross company you know crisis and i know that crisis had all the tie-ins but it kind of had to because i mean that was more of a dictate of we have to clean up our continuity we're like secret wars was we're going to tie in all these books because we want to use it as a sales tool and it, it even at the time i don't know if people like secret wars too as a concept yeah yeah that's fair well the 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 art was definitely the art was 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 a turn off for me because you went you went from from Zach and Beatty and and to Steve Lealoha and, and Al Milgram and and it oh, was and 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 Lealoha is, is is a fantastic artist because I mean he's been kicking butt on on Fables but it's it's um Anima, it's Anima Man Animal Man but it's um <laughs> yeah it's definitely not a uh, it, it was not. It, it wasn't a very good sophomore attempt. It, it was no, uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, so that's and, a good answer, Chris. And as as far as me not picking parallax or the whole thing that happened with Hal, I am um, my Hal ended around <laughs> around <laughs> way before that. So um, that's why that doesn't even register with me. So I mean, we can Hal ended with Gil Kane. Yeah, so it's, no, no, no. It ended around a crisis, but no, we're not, we're not gonna. So no, that that's why I'm not gonna get all into oh, that. I respect. Okay, you've been in mourning for quite a while. It's true. Well, especially now with the new Fifty Two, I, <laughs> I, my mourning period was over. It had passed, but now it's picked up again. Thank you. I think you know, I think you- I think Hal's a eunuch in the new Fifty Two. <laughs> I really do too. A surfer eunuch. That. Yeah. yeah. 
DC should listen to Marv Wolfman uh, around Crisis and reboot it's it. It's so everything. cute that you say Wolfman. Yeah, it's right? his name, Wolfman. He gave me shit for saying it one time, and, and now he's been saying it, so that's good. Yeah. That's his name, Wolfman. Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> There's no hyphen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, cool. So we're one down. So uh, the next question comes from Andrew, uh, aka Fist of Conchu. Oh boy! And uh, it's a two-part question, uh, but they're related. He says, "What is your favorite character debut of all time, and then of the past ten years?" Wow! And I took this to mean like not what's your favorite character, but what's like in your comic reading experience, what was like the coolest debut, like you were introduced to a character. So, Jason, you are professional as hell. Because I just noticed that the question that you just asked suddenly was highlighted in the list in this freaking Google Doc thing. That was David's doing. That was, that was oh, me. was it? Just, David, you are professional as hell. Yeah. But, um, I, I mean, I, I can go. So the, the favorite character debut of all time is not necessarily one character, but it's definitely without question for me um, when Rob Liefeld was doing New Mutants, which led into X-Force. And Fabian Nietzsche was the writer. Um, but, you know, that was, again, sort of right before the image boom. And for some, you know, again, it's hard to quantify, but for some reason that was a period of intense excitement, at least for me as a Marvel kid. And I remember, um, I don't know if it was Marvel Age or like Wizard or Comics Buyer's Guide, but some some preview publication had Rob... Like his character sketches, like his, you know, his, uh, like his, his, um, his front and backs, whatever you call them, like, you know, like the, like, like the, the models, you know, the, the guides mm-hmm. for the new characters. And like he talked about each one and what their powers were. And I just remember being unbelievably giddy with anticipation for all these new characters. Cause it was a ton of new characters coming into the, like the mutant world all at once, you know? And, uh, of course, Deadpool was in there and Domino and Cable. So two of which are two of my favorite characters. Um, uh, so I just I was so overwhelmingly excited for that because I knew it was coming before it came, and that was you know before the internet and before preview like well before I was a voracious reader of previews. So the idea of like knowing char- new characters were coming before you actually read them in the book was kind of a new thing for me at that at that point. So I mean I just again I could just um, as I'm talking about it, I can remember just being like a, a teenager going into the comic store just being so hyped for when those characters finally hit the book. Um, so yeah, def- that's definitely it for me. No, no question. L- Liefeld's whole X Force creation was was definitely it for me. Cool. Yeah, that is a good one. Who go next? Oh man, I don't because I need somebody to start saying shit that maybe will jog my memory. Um, it, that, could, it, that is that is a really hard question because it's, yeah, that is a history of of comics question. Uh, one, and this is just kind of like my nostalgic. Uh, Burn Claremont X Men run for some reason I I just always loved the uh, the issue uh, where Dazzler was introduced as a character. Nice, and wow! I've, I've always been a Dazzler fan. I like every incarnation of that from like <laughs> yeah the seventies you know roller disco singer to the you know the it explains the curling. The, you know, yeah, you know it's the uh, <laughs> the the Olivia Newton John. Uh, what's gonna do? Santa do. We're hitting spots of my of my childhood. So that's one of my favorite introductions. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, and last ten years. I mean, that, that's hard because we've talked about it before. It's it's there's not that many. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, I, the, when I thought 10 years, again, it's like, you know, some of these things are like creative writing exercises where whatever pops in your head first, you should go with. And for me, it, yeah. was, it was Heath Houston. Wow. Just because, just uh, you know, I love Fear Agent. And, and that was just for some reason that like the first issue I read, I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And just, you know, couldn't couldn't get enough wow. of it. But it's it's, it's fun. It, the way Jason just explained that it the one thing I for some reason as as I'm reading these these questions that that the listeners have been posting and and I keep thinking about like what's my favorite era and things like that and I, I as I kind of have to go with just like you said you know what the first answer I kind of have to say Adrian Chase as, as Vigilante in the New Teen oh, Titans oh nice mm-hmm. oh because I'm reading it I I mean I was I was reading the New Teen Titans it was coming out and and we and the I love the annual the year before that where, where we had the, the, the conclusion to the Judas contract and of course that was that was big new ones and then a year later we, we kind of have all these this plot line going on with the district attorney and then boom here he is going up against the mob and and uh, and I just I always kind of dug the whole the vigilante outfit with, with, with the goggles and all black especially the way Perez drew him when, when, when he had the uh, when he was in the shadows it just it was, it was pretty cool costume i thought but um i think i kind of have to go with that nice cool nice well for me the all-time one is the easiest no no because i was not i started reading commandy around issue six so i had to go i had to go back and get the original like the the first couple but uh the one character that i did Experienced the, the first appearance of is Howard the Duck. Ah, nice. Yeah, and, cool. and that was in uh, initially was in uh, Fear, and then it uh, he jumped into his own book. But I, right. I was there. I was there for the Fear, and when when I when they were pushing the Howard the Ducks getting his own comic, I was all friggin' over that. And uh, remember waiting at the newsstand. Every every time I could get there, I would go check to see if that book came out. It's a good thing because the distribution on that first issue was the suck. Not <laughs> not a, not a lot of people got it, and they didn't. It was it was only like two hundred thousand. No, Marvel did not anticipate the demand for that, and and yeah, they had to play catch up. But yeah, so Howard the Duck would be of all time, and the last ten years. Can I cheat and stretch it a little bit? Sure. And say. Uh, one of the uh, appearances that really got me going was Cable in in New Mutants. Oh, that, that was that's like know, almost thirty years ago now, Vince. Is it really? Some, yeah, so it was, it was twenty. I mean, that was my pick for. I mean, it was twenty. What it was uh, New Mutants ninety? What eighty seven? But so. but but Fabian wasn't the writer on that. No, that, that's why I didn't. I, I didn't. You know, throw on the flag because you know you were going with the. You were going yeah, with the, I would, so. to be honest, I only threw out Fabian's name because I thought you were gonna. Ping me for saying Robin, not the oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually what Wheezy, right? Louis Simonson, yeah, yeah. Wheezy, right. The writer on, on the and Rob. Wheezy and Fabian are, depending on which character, the co-creators of all the people that I often say are Rob Liefeld creations. Right. But yeah, yeah. Oh. And, and I miss, but it's it's closer to twenty five years. But it's like yeah, I was say, it's yeah, like yeah. twenty three years since yeah. since. Actually, that, I, I am kind of surprised you didn't say Venom, Vince. You know, Vince, yeah. I thought you were going to say Spawn. Well, I, I was just going to say that if if I had to really pick, I, I would pick Spawn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you force me, because isn't Spawn around twenty some years too? 
Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jesus. So it's, All right. It's, it's so. just after that. I got to find one from but, 10 years. How about Hellboy? No, that's uh -huh. going. That's 20 years now. No. No. That was that was Legend. That was around the same time. That was Dark Horse's oh, Legend. Wow. Has it been that long? God, God, bitch. All right, Fear Agent, then. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> or Invincible uh, or something like that. You like yeah. Invincible. I mean, I do like, like Invincible, yeah, but, but uh, yeah, Invincible. Like Powers is is Powers ten years old now. Yeah, you or, know the Hundred Bullets guys. Yeah. Uh, well, you know Vince Fable, the Fables characters, but you know they're not new creations, right? Say, but, yeah. but yeah, okay, cool. Um, King Mob, King Mob from, from Invisibles. Oh, from Invincibles, yeah. yeah. Oh, Invisibles. Oh, Invisibles. Right. Okay. Okay. Take a book. Someone's read. Go ahead. Why don't you show? Oh, snap! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. Sorry, dude. This one kind of ties into that one. The, 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 we're kind of keeping a theme going. This is from Thanos Doom. Actually, I love this question. Uh, what is the one story you want told? Was there a cliffhanger that you still think about? Is there a backstory that you're interested in hearing? I think it's a really good question. Because oh, you, you have spent a lot of time reading a lot of comics, and there's a lot of stuff that, you know, new writers come along, you know, mandates change, things happen, and, and you never... You never get back to it. it. It it just they go in a different direction and and it hmm. uh, it, it never happens, right? But lately we've 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 had um, some stories that have been that, that have shown us what happened between the gutters and and between sure. the you had you've you've had identity crisis, which which was really a whole lot of you know behind the scenes stuff that 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 went on after you know Batman left the satellite one day and. Um, and now, of course, there's the talk of, of the Watchmen prequel. So, I mean, we're getting some backstory with that. It's, um, but like I was saying with, with when we were talking about Dark Knight Returns and, and how, you know, Miller just writes it. We hit the ground running. We don't need to know every little thing in, in Dark Knight Strikes Again. We just know that, that Dick Grayson met up with some geneticists and, and he's pretty much indestructible. You know, we don't need to, we don't need, we don't need a Weapon X style story on Dick Grayson's mm -hmm. life after Robin. And, it's we're getting there are a lot of stories out there already i'm i'm really trying to to find if there's something that i really that i really want told i mean even even with secret invasion you know i mean there were little things where you you would have thought that they could have gone away with 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 hank pym slapping dan and and they didn't go that road, but they, they they could have explained some things that way. So so that could have been a story that mm -hmm. that could have been told. But I this is another one where I'm really gonna have to um, think about this while someone else answers because there's it's it's weird. Huh. Um, yeah. I mean, this is one I admittedly don't like. I don't have something that immediately comes to mind. I mean, I did. I see it. And I was like, that's a great question. But I mean, I'm sure that over the years there's stuff, especially in the continuity universes that we've read, where you're like, oh man. I'm I'm trying to think if there were maybe not so much in the big two because they they continue to go on, but like something from like I don't know Valiant or Image or you know something like from one of those universes where took my goddamn answer. No, no, I don't no, have one. I'm saying, no, I'm saying like I'm trying to think of what do you have? Good, Vince. What do you? Well, I'm hoping that this new Valiant imprint picks up the slack from what happened before to the to the to the condition of the characters when they begin. Like, I want to know what happened in all those years that Valiant wasn't publishing because Valiant's oh. coming back. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be kind of cool to to see all those great characters, uh, all the adventures we missed because they were no longer publishing books. Yeah, that, yeah. that's fun. 
I would love to see. <laughs> it might be a little of a cop out, but because it's probably one that a lot of people will make fun of. But I would love to see uh, Alan Moore finish his his uh, his uh, big his, numbers. No, no, no. I was thinking of his his uh, like. I, I would love to see. Or I'm not. I'm sorry, I would love to see. Uh, was it Grant Morrison did the one issue of uh, Wildcats, right? Oh, I think, I, I, was it just one or two? I thought it was yeah, one. I know. Yeah, it was one. It was one. <laughs> yeah, I would love yeah. to see him and Jim Lee actually finish up the Wildcats run because that would have been kind of cool. Oh, it was, it was uh, what Gene Haw, right? Yep, Gene Haw. Oh, it was a Gene Haw. Sorry, yeah. sorry. It was the top ten guy. Okay, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would love, love to have seen that. That would have been great. What? Um, you're talking about Grant Morrison's Wildcats? Yeah, wasn't yeah. that Jim Lee? It was, it was one issue. No, it was it was yeah. Gene. It was okay. Gene Haw, and they only got one. Yeah, issue. Alan, Moore, Alan Moore and Jim Lee, right? Wasn't it Alan Moore? When Alan Moore, uh, Alan, Alan Moore, Alan, Alan Moore did Moore write Wildcat. Supreme with life. Travis Charest drew it when Alan Moore wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. What about you guys? You, Chris, David, do you have anything? Um, yeah. the, the, this comes from a tweet that uh, <laughs> that Pat Loika sent out, and I just think it would be the coolest story ever. Uh, I would love to see a uh, Galactus versus the Transformers story. Nice. On wow. Cybertron. That would be with cool, him, dude. With him trying to devour Cybertron. That would be great. Seeing that, 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 yeah. that, that, thank you, Chris, because I don't – did did Byrne ever finish the last Galactus story? I don't know. I, 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 remember, I remember the last issue of Epic Illustrated, and, mm-hmm. and I remember the – if you want to call it a cliffhanger at the end of that serial, but – that's that. That's one story I'd like to see. That I would. Like. I, I would like this, and I think Pat even said it. Uh, I'd like to see it before the Cybertron Civil War. So you nice. have uh, Autobots and Decepticons. Um, it's pre-Civil War, so they would be on the same side trying to take out Galactus. I think would be awesome. Um, and and speaking of like backstories and stuff, I'm kind of in the minority and um, kind of looking forward to what they do with the Watchmen prequels. I think will be kind of wow. some of those at we at least, and I'm calling it now. At least one of them will be really good. I'm pretty sure it was Jim Lee that drew that Wildcats. Me too, Wildcats. actually. I thought that too, but no, Jim yeah. Ha. Wait, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. Um, ha did the Authority, the new Authority. I knew it. See, okay. I was right in the first place. Sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. sorry. Okay. I get the, I get it, I get them. I get them mixed up. Mm-hmm. Both excellent draftsmen. Oh, yeah. How about this, Miracle Man? Oh, let's, wow. let's get let's get wow. the ball rolling, Marvel. <laughs> no, that's yeah, really cool. finally. Uh, I do have an answer for um, for Andrew's the, question about the character debut. Mm-hmm. The Runaways. Ooh. Oh, nice. Okay. Wow. Left that's field. a great one, actually. No, that's okay. a really good that one. Well. Yeah, you know you're right. It's funny because you bring back like the Runaways and like Alias and stuff. Like those were like. It's funny now you think where Marvel is now, yeah. And then you think back to like when those titles were first kind of hitting, and 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 it's uh, yeah, wow, yeah, that's a good, that's a really good answer. I you love know, speaking I love of Runaways. of children and super teams. Did you guys see what I put in our um, shared folder? No, no. I put the <laughs> original pilot for the proposed power pack series that's who okay i didn't see the api that's cool it's right. it's friggin horrible good oh, it's, wait it's, it's, imagine. it's as it's bad horrible. as as corman's fantastic four or worse oh it's way worse than fantastic Seriously? four yeah wow. yeah okay yeah, it's, it's, i can't wait i know what i'm watching wow. after this tonight yeah sorry 
All right, nice. All right, so uh, Steel Cable ninety seven asks, "What classic comic creator were you wrong about? In other words, what classic comic creator did you initially think was garbage? Not necessarily our choice of words, but his. But later appreciated as being great." I have many answers for this, but uh, but I you, know, you guys probably could give a couple. I, I, know, I, I know one yeah. of so. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give the obvious and quick answer, and we can move on. Uh, for me, it's Kirby. I yeah, have I think Kirby's the, of all the the true greats. I think he's a lot of a lot of current readers would probably say Kirby is one of their because exactly. I, I think you're right. I, I, I see the genius now, and when yeah. I was 16, yeah. 17 years old, I did not. They just looked like old. Just square head. Was it? Yeah, I know. You're right. No, you're right. I think the most obvious for me would be because we've talked about on the show many times would be Mike Allred and uh, and Grant Morrison, um, who've both become two of my favorites respectively. But uh, but but when we started the show, I was not well. I, I was I wasn't a, a Morrison hater, but I really disliked his his um, his new X Men run, and then I've come to really love it. But uh, yeah. but I really was dismissive of Mike Allred. Now I think he's fantastic. So yeah, he's those awesome. would be the two that come to mind for me. Hmm. Vince. Wow. Well, I think the easiest one is Gene Colan. When I was a kid, really? good one. That is Gene, a good one. Gene was always the odd man out for me because yeah. he, really? did, he did. Yeah, he didn't draw like the rest of the guys in the bullpen. Damn, that's funny just because I've always loved Gene Colan. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. just talking about Howard the Duck. People look like they were melting. Right. No, no I'm going back before that. I completely get what you're saying. Gene's stuff was uh, too real. You you had Kirby uh, doing it his way and and Ditko no it was just the style of drawing I I it it confused me way back when because you know Gene Gene was a fantastic uh, illustrator but more I would say a more mature approach to solving the problem than like say Ditko where Ditko had a lot of energy and a lot of sure. immediate the the acrobatics of Spider Man and the layouts were of a certain kind like rigid. Sometimes nine panel, sometimes, you know, Ditko had an approach where Gene, he would do these layouts that would take up the entire page with different heads floating to, to map out the scene and that the action would flow in a totally different way. Gene just, he, yeah, he confused me as a kid, but yeah. like by the time Howard started, I was, yeah, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm getting it now. Yeah. But yeah the, so you, you know, you, you got it did the earlier first. than I did. Yeah. The, the uh, sorry. I, no, that's right. I'm talking over. I'm sorry. The, uh, the, with, with me, I mean, I was introduced to Gene Pat. Well, not well past, but, but after you first experienced, especially with Howard. But I mean, I, I, a lot of mine are probably mostly DC artists. And, and, and I remember when Gene was, Working on detective comics, and you know, you had characters like the film freak, and 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 I remember, you know, you you go from like Don Newton or you know Jim Parra, and any any other Batman artist, and then you get Gene Colan, and it's just like it just it looked like you said, odd man out. It just it looked yeah. different. His his approach was different. But then I think about Carmine Infantino, and and something oh. where it was just it was yes. So you know, I mean, there's just like I I I'm not sure what what's going on, and then there's um. I, I hated Carmine. I know. <laughs> oh, really? hated his shit. Yeah. I, I don't. Really? When, he, when he was he was on Star Wars, I'm like, God damn, he's oh, ruined the book. I got one. If we're talking, because he did ask for classic, and I really, uh, uh, and I know this is baffling considering what X, uh, Dave Cockrum. Ooh. Nice. 
That's like, good. At first, I well, was like, I don't know, this is whack. But uh, <laughs> but I've come to well, you came in. You were probably you were probably reading the 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 burn Claremont stuff, absolutely. and then it's yeah, right. I was in Claremont, and then I went back and got yeah. the back shoes. Yeah, absolutely. And then I was like, what? You know? But no, I mean, yeah. Um, there was. Uh, I I can't. You know, it's. I I think of. Um, George Tuska and Don Heck almost. Nobody better say Trim here. I'm going to punch you in the face. No, no, no one's going to say Trim because you know. I mean, he 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 was. David, I got your back on Tuska. I, I know you do, and it's and but I've I've grown to. See, I never. I, I, the reason I didn't react to that was that I don't know that I would consider myself a Tuska fan even now. I'm still not. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm not, <laughs> I mean, to come around with him. <laughs> It's kind of it's it's like the Franks. It's it Robinson and Springer. It's like sometimes I look at their stuff and I'm I still it it still looks just a little I'm I'm not really feeling their stuff. So I, I guess I'm I'm with them the way you guys are with Tuska. I'm I'm, I'm cool with Tuska these days because he's done he's done some Green Lantern stuff and and that's and it's it's weird because it's it's hard for me to maybe say who I I can't really it's hard for me to say yeah I wasn't feeling Carmen Infantino when you know you have. Gil Kane drawing outer space stuff and and as, as gorgeous as his women were and you got but I mean you have to you got the, the shots going up the nose and you got you know Hal's leg going flying back here when he's in the air and it's just I mean some of the stuff just looks it, it's a lot of um the way Todd would draw Spidey back in the day is just you know the, the the anatomy although I guess Gil's anatomy was a little bit more more grounded in in reality but um. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. So it's just, but no, I, I would, I would probably have to say, say Carmine. I have Grand one. The reality of everyone was ready for action all the time. <laughs> I have one that I'm very loath to admit because you're, you're all going to jump on me. No, I hated Neil Adams when I first saw his work. Hated it. Really, too way too, way too literal for me. I was yeah. a fan I of the perspective. It's like don't you know he's, he's pointing at the reader or 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 he's running away and the foot is is so is larger than the person's head because it's in the forefront of of the shot and, and it's just showing the distance of someone running. It was just there was a lot. He he really you would sweat after reading a Neil Adams drawn comic just because he yeah yeah his Batman was just too freaking real and yeah. uh, that that the hard uh, traveling heroes with the Green Lantern and the Green Arrow. Oh no, I was just. I didn't know. I, I did not. Yeah, I didn't know what I was reading. Huh? I was. I was like, this is this is much too real. Well, me. I mean, you. I mean, you were kind of you know weaned on Kirby, so yeah, it, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Now I love him so much. What about <laughs> Batman Odyssey? Batman? Buy it. Backwards one, Vince. Oh, God, I can't. I can't wait to get you and Tom Cioli in a room together to just just drool over. Batman Odyssey. He thinks he he, and I'm misquoting him, but he thinks that uh, Batman Odyssey is going to test the you know the the test time and 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 go down as one of the the classics of this decade. It's it certainly begs uh, for your attention. You can't ignore it. It's, <laughs> you, when you it's, yeah, because you basically you don't know what's going on. You got to read it a couple yeah, times. Exactly. Uh, it's just, it's crazy. Right. Uh, man. Right. I love right, cool. it. Next. Next. So, uh, backwards Dave, our boy. Uh, uh, I'm going to combine. He is a three-parter. I'm just going to do the first two parts. Uh, first part is, what's your favorite show-related memory? And the follow-up to that is, in what ways has doing the show impacted your life for the better? Ooh. 
And he oh, threw for the better end, I think, for Chris's edification. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. I, <laughs> I'm kidding. Wow. I got one. The one sure. that came Im- immediately to mind was Jason Pisson. Really? Way, way oh. back when. When you're like, I'm out. Yeah, that was because you let it all hang out then. I think that was the first time you really just like dropped the guard. That was really. Yep. Okay. I mean, show related. Well, for the better, how it's made my life better. It's um, it's just it's it's seriously, it's getting to know you guys better. It's getting to know you guys more. I mean, it's just we we don't we don't see enough of each other physically in person enough every year but it's it's uh it's still i can't think of a um a better group of dudes that, that i want to hang out with yeah here, here. i mean that, that that's it for me i get a i get to spend you know two or three hours a week with three of my best friends that i see once or twice a year and yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it is a a unique relationship that that we share and uh you know it's some of the chatter on the forums this week <laughs> was, well no and i'm, I'm going to put it in perspective uh, a lot of the chatter on the forums this week is a, about how we do the show and it's not a show no. it's, it's it's not i i don't do this to entertain people i do this to talk to three of my best friends every week i and and take this uh Take as 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 not a um, not a slight on the listeners. Don't take this as being mean spirited. But I don't give a fuck if you listen or not. That's not why no, I do it. No, yeah, I, I, I think you, talk to my friends. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean for me, no, I think you're absolutely right. I mean in the sense that when we started this whole thing, and I remember Vince asked me. You want to do the show with, with you, you Yahoo's? I was like, who's going to listen? Like, why? why would, like, because then you know, by the time we we started this, like. Chris had already, and Sal and Tom, and you know they had AC, and you guys had done bullpen, and it was years into comics podcasting, and I was just like, dude, like the last thing the world needs is another comics podcast. And then Vince was like, well, it's just like think of it as like Wednesday at the comic shop, which for me was like hugely, like his characterization of it in that way was hugely important in my agreeing to do it in the first place because. As I've said before on the show, to those maybe new listeners don't know, but you know, like I was always a very insular comic book fan. Like as much as I was a fanatic, and I read hundreds of comics every month of my most of my life, uh, I, I didn't have like none of my close friends growing up were into comics. So like I didn't, you know, I I wasn't ever talking about comics. It was always insular, you know. So the idea of like having friends to talk about it was was huge. But I mean, in terms of like the way it's impacted my life, I mean, Chris, you hit on it, but I think it's, I would extend it one step further. Is that when we started the show, I knew Vince a little bit. I didn't really know David that well, and I didn't know you that well. And so obviously, I don't know how many years we've been doing it, like four or something. Like you guys have become three of my very best friends in the world. And so, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, that's I mean that's a huge like honestly. Whereas this was like a novelty at first and kind of fun and aside, like I genuinely you know look forward to these few hours yeah. more than most things each week because yeah, you know it's the week is you know you work and you got a lot of shit to do and it's like this is an escape this is when i can unplug from everything else and just have fun and be myself and just just laugh with you guys and and yeah. la- laugh at chris throwing his, his phone down and- <laughs> uh, I, I, but you know no uh, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding but 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 real quick you know and that's that's not to say that the relationship with the listeners is is not 
important because we've all developed some amazing friendships oh, yeah. with people that I don't consider listeners to the show. They're, they're now friends who yeah, yeah. listen to the show. So, um, yeah, so I mean, because his first part is your favorite show related memory. I actually didn't take it to me like something on the episodes. Like for me, my favorite memory, like in in the broader sense, is the the times we get to hang together, like in person, which would be cons. But yeah. specifically because of that, the the C two E two two years ago, when the four of us were all there, and Sal was a Ruby, and you know we met mm-hmm. Tom Fowler and Will was there. I mean, I met Will for the first time, and really that was the first time we met a lot of the listeners and hung out with them, and uh, we got our tattoos. Like the whole like that was. I mean, I, I don't think in a 72 hour window I've laughed more in my life than those 72 hours like I mean it was like pretty much as I recall it non-stop laughter you know and uh so that was probably specifically my favorite memory of of the time we've done the show so props to Brian Stringer yeah for, for now it. yep this year Stringer this year I'm working uh-huh. on it <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got I got a commission going for it so oh do you, anybody else? Are we good? Did we all covered it? Yeah, I think you said anything that I would add. It's Aww. all covered. Yeah. All right, we're going to go back to one of the ones that David highlighted. Then. Um, oh boy. Ah, <laughs> yeah. This one's from Johnny No Prize. He says, "What was the one story point or reveal that left you truly shocked? Something you oh. never saw coming in a million years? Did it enhance the story for you or leave you cold?" Oh man, See, I had there. They are both very similar. They both deal with um, with newborns not making it. Uh, and I think because I've already talked about the one from Fantastic Four, I'm going to have to go with the more recent one, and that is um, uh, Jamie's and Teresa's baby in X Factor. Oh wow! Yeah, right. Yeah, I did. Yeah, well, you're right, David. That you're right. Good point. Yeah. Wow, that, that was one, that one completely because I mean that was, it's. I mean, at least with um, you wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought that at the end of that Fantastic Four issue that the baby wouldn't have pulled through. You're right. You know? I didn't see. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, so it, it was a fifty-fifty chance, but I never thought in that day and age, you know, as I'm reading this Fantastic Four book, that that Burns going to do that, and especially with everything Reed had to go through, and it still, you know, ended up pear shaped. Here you had, um, you had something where Peter David really is having fun with X Factor, and he's making you care about these characters, and, and these are characters that I wouldn't. I I, I like Multiple Man. And you know, but I mean, as far as um, Monet and Richter, and 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 I mean, I like Guido, but there are so many characters in X Factor. I'm just like, I don't. I'm here because Peter David's writing you. It's not like I need to read a Richter book. But then you come to these little moments, and you know, Jamie has a one night stand times two with with two of his teammates, and you don't know where things are going. And here's the baby, and everything's great, and then all of a sudden, and it just, it really did, came, it completely came out of left. I, I, my jaw dropped. I had to put yeah. the book down. I, I had to, it, it didn't, I had to just take it all in for a second. All right. And kudos to Peter David for taking a one-off character from a giant-sized Fantastic Four issue and making him, like, really special. Yeah, you're right. Because Madrox, so it's, over the years, yeah, you're right. Kind yeah. of, kind it, of it, a, it, it's, yep. it's been consistently one of the best books of the last decade yeah, yeah you're right quietly 
quietly. Yeah. Yep. The the first thing that came to mind again, maybe because it's uh, it's on my mind that time frame, and this was not my answer. This is my runner up. Would be uh, <laughs> when Strife takes his helmet off and it's Cable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> and I was, at the time, I was like, "Yeah, this is the coolest thing ever." Um, I gotta but, write that uh, down, Strife. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the uh, the answer, I think, in terms of one that had a more lasting impact, was. Um, and uh, there's a little. This is going to be a little bit of a spoiler to those of you who have not read Strangers in Paradise, but plan on doing so. Um, when Casey, who is the super hot bisexual she the uh, tall character, chick? what's that? It, that that's no, she's not the tall chick. Okay. No, okay. she was married to Freddie Femer, and then she ends up becoming one of the. Fr- but the reveal toward the end that she has worked for, uh, she has worked for Tanvi and and the Parker Agency for from the start, like that. That was uh, in the midst of a very emotional scene where where they're talking about David being you know dying and stuff and and uh, when she comes Wait a out, minute. David dies. I know. That's why I said uh, I said that they're spoilers, but oh. but uh, but Casey when Casey announces that she was actually like working for them all that time, like that literally surprised me. I had no idea that that was the case. So I don't like the David character. I'm glad he killed him off. <laughs> okay, Jesus. <laughs> No, really. Just tell the girl how you feel. Don't be beating around the bush. Uh, no, God, no, no, you wait no. so long. Now you're dead. Now you're he never going to get some of that. where he fits in. Yeah, but he's dead. He's Sorry, not going to get it anymore. Dumb bastard. You know, I have to, I mean, before Chris goes, I just, the, I completely, clear as day, remember the Strife reveal. And <laughs> I, I, I'm one of so the people who, who did a double take. I'm like, wait. That that's cable. I just I don't know if it was just poor layouts, storytelling, or what was going on. But I'm like, wait, how's this? This is cable. It never. I never thought of it as as a clone or just you know a, a right different exactly character. right. It yeah, just, it was completely. I was just like, who dropped the ball here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was that was pretty close to the end for me for a while. Oh, you bounced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that, really? that was pretty, that that may have been the bounce point. Ah, oh, Stripe is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm out. Cable times two. Come on. Yeah, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> this this was far and away the absolute easiest question for me to answer. Okay. Nice. Alpha flight number twelve. Nice. Oh, oh, that's good. Good for you. It's Love that it. that mm-hmm. was the stupid bitch. That was that was the most oh shit moment. As, as a as 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 a young comic reader, where I was like, "Oh damn, shit just got real," and mm-hmm. that that's at a time when people didn't come back. I mean that it was yeah, you're right. That was that was a that was a permanent move that nobody saw coming. Even with the cover of that issue, it was yeah. like, uh, "He's gonna die." Like, that, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's and spoilers out there because I know there are a few people that haven't read that. You know, Chris Campbell hopefully is caught up, but um, <laughs> it's like it's like yeah, they could kill Puck, they could kill Snowbird. She's not. <laughs> Whoa, step really? off! Snowbird's the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Kill yeah. Snowbird because she doesn't need backgrounds. Yeah, I mean they're not going to kill Aurora, but uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, sure. Uh, it's like, you know, and, and you and you kind of look around at those characters, but you. You do, and spoilers, if you haven't read the early run of Alpha Flight, I don't want to ruin it, you don't kill the leader of right. a team and one of the most cool characters yes. of a team in the 12th issue. Especially was, in the way he did it, too. It yeah, wasn't, right, right. yeah. 
it was, I mean, very rarely, especially now that we're old, jaded adults and 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 see things for what they are but man as a kid it's like you got to that last page and you're like no things don't end like that they they always stop whenever whenever there's one second left on the on the clock Uh and that was it was um and still still to this day i go back and i'll i'll flip through that and i'll look at that last page and and it's heather and and it's james and I'm just like, it still gives me goosebumps. Bam! Dumb bitch. Yep. You dead bitch. Um, it was her fault. She was just looking for her husband, David. No, she but was God, being a woman. That's she right. was being a woman. That's why she couldn't accept the directions given to her by her husband. Thank you. Okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, see, mine is kind of bittersweet. It's because she's a skinny white. She's a skinny white. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not. It's not because she's a skinny white bitch. Because she's also a redhead. She was just really stupid. She's enough. a ginger. You know, gingers have no soul, according <laughs> to my daughter. My mother's a redhead. So I have nothing. Yeah. I have no problem with redheads. My, mine's kind of bittersweet because uh, while they have uh, retconned this story since its publication, mm-hmm. at the time it was pretty. Um, flabbergasting that they would kill off this character and i'm talking about amazing spider-man 400 oh yeah wow. with the death of aunt may i thought that was a oh yeah you're right. that was a beautiful oh. issue it was it was amazing the way they did it where she reveals she to peter she reveals to peter that she yeah. knew she knew and she was proud of him and then she passes nature took its course that's the way it should be but of course yep. aunt may is is a, a, a character owned by this huge company, mm-hmm. and she can't really die, so they erased it. But the 400 on its own, if you just read 400 and pretend she doesn't come back, that's a fantastic issue. It's it's, a, yeah. it's so good. They need but, they need nice. dead needs to be dead. It's yeah. so it's that's why Alpha, if Alpha Flight 12 came out today, you're like eh clone eh they'll reboot it. You're eh, right, not a right. big deal. Yeah. It'll be you know, like, that's eh. that's the that's that's two things. That's you're right. The time is different, and also our ages are different. Like mm-hmm. your our experiences in comics, then we're still things could still surprise us. We hadn't seen a lot of it before. But yeah, when 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 Bucky died in Fear itself, and I'd say spoilers, but you know what? It's I I haven't picked it up. Sure. Is, is he already back? Yeah. He will be. Yeah. Oh, oh, he is. is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it's like it, it it had absolutely zero emotional resonance with me because I'm like okay. He'll be back within six months or a year. Well, they've done. They did it themselves. Point, what two or three, whatever that that issue was. That they had the point one, two, point three. One. Yeah, whatever the one that focused on him, he was back. So yeah, yeah. I'd say you want you want to you want to make it you know resonate every time a character dies. Marvel or DC has to fire an editor. Make it hurt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Doing well, it's, anyway. it's funny too though because uh, again, like uh, I was reading something about how you, we forget how often. Main characters were quote unquote killed off in in issues forever, but it's just that they were like killed off in the next issue. They're back, and it was either like, oh, they avoided it, or oh, they were it was a LMD, or it was a clone. You know, like it's happened forever. Comps, you know. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was, it, yeah, it, it was different though. It's when when they killed when they killed Mac in in Alpha Flight, you knew it was a permanent. Oh thing. no, I totally agree with it's, you, and uh, I think that right, and I think you're hitting on something. Not to get off yeah. topic, since you're right, but but I think you're right in that uh, the the majority of the readers today are experienced readers. You know, like I mean, I know 
there's people listening like there's new readers every day. Yes, there are new readers, but the majority of people reading comics and buying comics and supporting this room are not new readers. And we've been there, done that, right? Like we've like I'm with you, Chris. Like like Bucky dying, it was like okay, well, I mean, he's obviously yeah. not going to be dead for long. Like it's just you know what I mean. Like it's like yeah. you just kind of. It just doesn't mean much anymore. Can, can I add to this question? Do we yeah, have like absolutely. two seconds to do this? What, sure. uh, and I want to answer first because I'm, I'm the one pushing this cart. If, uh, what character have they brought back since his or her demise that you wish they didn't? Uh, in meaning that there was a whole mess of stories generated because of this character that you wish were never written. And I'm going to say they never ever should have brought Norman Osborn back. I Never. Agree. I don't agree. That yeah. is a great yeah. answer. Oh, that's a great answer. The death was perfect, um, and, and all that shit that resulted from his return and secret invasion, it was all all just unnecessary garbage. They, dra- they dragged it out for way too long, and it's just, I wish it never even happened. No, that's a great answer. I, I would I would say all of them. Um, yeah, I, I, it should be permanent. It's, it's there. There should be no more poignant moment in in a story than someone's death. And whenever you bring someone back, it cheapens that moment so much. Yeah. Uh, Well, my answer actually with one with one exception though, Phoenix. She has to come back. Yeah. Well, that's the nature of the character. But my answer to tie into a bullpen bulletin's classic call-in episode, which was when they brought Captain Marvel back. Um, now, obviously, in retrospect, they didn't actually bring him back. He was, right. a, but yeah. but that was not known for a long time. And as you as you guys know full well, since you took the phone calls, I mean that was because to me, that graphic novel was really one of the that was a triumphant accomplishment. In comics because you know you have this these characters are so you know they're super heroic, right? I mean by definition, they they have unbelievable amounts of power and longevity and ability. Um, that far supersede anything that has to do with normal humanity, and here you have this guy that uh, that in this really touching human yeah. story dies from cancer, right? I mean, you, you, yeah. get, you know, he's like this. He could do ridiculous, almost godlike things, but he's still susceptible to cancer. And then, like for the sake of a fucking event, they yeah. have an issue where they bring him back. Now, again, I understand in retrospect it wasn't actually him, but they yeah. leave- well, uh, you you take it a step further, and you're like. Jim Starlin wrote that yeah. book as a way to work through his father, exactly. his Correct. own father's yeah. death uh, d- due to cancer, and to and and to fucking wipe your ass yeah. with that. Yeah, but he it's, used the corporate character to do right. it. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, no, and again, yeah, like that's, no that's, one said have the right to, that, but it was that, shitty that, to do. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But when he did that, dead well, was dead. And especially because even though, again, we found out it wasn't him, they brought him back to be the warden of a fucking prison. Like, yeah, it wasn't no, it was, like. It was weak. It, was, it wasn't like it, they brought him back to uh, save the universe or, like, read it. They or sacrifice him himself again. Right. See, Jim Starlin was in a, a tough position because if he wanted to do that story on his own, he wouldn't have had a character that would have the emotional impact with the readership. Like if he created his own character and then killed him off in the same manner as Captain Marvel, it'd be like, it'd be, yeah, okay, it'd be touching, but it wouldn't have that, that 
knock the wind out of you like Captain Marvel. Right. But he did it for Marvel comics. So, I mean, what did he expect? You know, well, he's, but, but, yeah, it's like not his said, to at, begin with. At, at that, at that time, Dead was dead. And it was just kind of a, it was a right time, right place, what he was going through, what they were going to do with that. It, it just, everything yeah. kind of fit together. And then you fast forward, what, you know, 20 years or so. And, and, they make a terrible, terrible editorial <laughs> decision to sell a few thousand extra books. And I know that's what they do, but gee, are you that fucking soulless? Yeah. What? Well, yeah. I mean, th- this was th- this was this was a this was a book that you know, like like you've been saying that was dead back in 1984. That was it, and and it was a swan song to, for, for a character that really didn't do a whole lot before that graphic novel. And it Sales was, wise. It, it was Sales yeah, wise. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was. Uh, I mean, it kicked off a new format for the publisher, and it was it was it was something that was that was perfect right then and there. And yeah, no, I mean they they, they could have. If if you wanted to screw Starlin over, you probably could have picked someone from from Infinity Gauntlet or or, or Warlock in the Infinity Watch, <laughs> something else where you know if, if that was the case. But it was it was really yeah seriously. <laughs> but it was it was it was just it, they they really didn't have to do that. And I'm I'm it, when when we keep saying you know back then Dead was dead. It, it, tell me if I'm wrong, but is it was wrong. it during the of course was it during Claremont's X Men when we really got the whole if you don't see a body. They're not dead. I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, lots of. Uh, I think we forget how many times characters were killed off in in the issues and right. brought the next month. I mean, like I remember doing a. Um, I, I I guessed I guessed it on uh, Bob Retall's uh, podcast years ago on um, the the Nick Fury the first you know the the, the first uh, like twelve issues of Nick Nick Fury, um, like. Um, Back in uh, you know, I mean, back in the day, like the Marvel Masterworks, mm-hmm. and I was stunned. I think in the first twelve issues, he was killed like four of the issues. Yeah, and like yeah, well, like I mean, well, issue, I mean, the, the, those were spy movies of the time. No, what I mean, it's like but that was like the classic back then, right? Like 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 you, Batman it happened to Batman. Like he was dead at the end of the issue. It's like oh, he's dead, and then of course you'd get the next issue the next month, and oh no, he actually didn't die. He escaped through it. Trapdoor, or he cut himself loose, or oh, it was actually a manic. You know, like it was so. I mean, I, I just think that well, once- I, I think a lot of that was hearkening back to the, you know, to the the serials. You know that you know the the weekly cliffhanger and and that kind of stuff. And so you know, trying to trick the viewer into thinking that the hero is dead, but then they yeah. come back the next week and yeah, oh, you're right. This- well, I would say is, that you know the, the, the any character escaped the death trap. You know the Bucky thing, right? I mean, Bucky was considered one of those Marvel characters that you absolutely could never bring back. He's like Uncle Ben, yeah. And, Wait, and, which, uh, which is funny because his death was a, a retro story. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I would say Brubaker, to his credit, I thought did a great job bringing it back. I mean, yeah. I, yep. I thought he handled it quite well and, and actually made it feasible and and reasonable. And so, I mean, it can be done. It's just that I think. Since it's done so often now, like, like another classic example is the Johnny Storm thing, right? Like, granted, now, like, I mean, like the four of us. Talk, I mean, like none of, like, no, I don't. Did anyone, excuse me, really think Johnny died? Like, no, the, the, I didn't even. See, I mean, no, I just saw a whore grab him. I didn't. I didn't even think. I agree. Even, I thought he was like being held prisoner. Correct. But even even if you did see them cut his head off, was there any doubt? Oh that they, no, no, you, no, no, no! At this point, at this point, it's just a pool as to how long it's going to be till they bring him back. Right. That's I, sad. It's, it's, 
is fucking boring. It's like Savage Dragon. He, he's fucking dead. You know. Uh, you, you're, you're, I won't say anything then. The problem we have now is that now any death, at least in the big two, is met with pure. Oh, he's not dead. Or she's right. Not dead. right, like, 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 like. I'm counting down the minutes for them to come back. Right. I'm sorry, well, Chris. We won't come to terms with the fact <laughs> that they're dead until like it's been years, right? Right. Like with Thor and Ragnarok, like we finally all started to realize that he was dead like three years after they stopped his book was over, right? <laughs> wow, they really kept him dead, and then a year later they bring him back, right? Like, but that was just sort of like we're like, wow, he really stayed dead, you know? It's I like, like Sigurd it's, Jarlson. It's, it's, it's boy, oh, God, it's too. it's yeah. boy who called. Wolf. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the boy who called yeah, Wolf, that, and and they need to. It's yeah, it's, and it's, I think it's, that works against comics. I mean, no, that's sure. that's one of the things that the 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 public at large picks up about comics, and and it's one of the biggest detriments, I think, well, to it, to getting someone back into the or into the the, it, the hobbies because people think that the stories are all fluff because it, nothing I ever sticks. Is that you know, I think <laughs> comics have become much more serious in their tone you know since we were kids you know i mean obviously it, 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 it it's cyclical but i mean fair to say they're the writing and the there's more gravitas and it's more of an adult because the the readership has aged the the typical story is more adult now and yet for a industry that's shaded more toward adult storytelling it's ironic that they now are afraid to kill characters permanently right like because that right. would be an adult thing to do right we should we should um couch this in in the yeah. uh admission that mainstream books are afraid to do right this. and we're talking rick, right, like rick remender is not afraid to do this no, no, you know? no roger roger in bprd i mean yeah and they've said yeah. that from the beginning it's like this he is not coming Back. We may go back and tell stories before his death, but he is not coming back. And you killed Roger, a, dude. Yeah, not there yet. That was like that was like eight years ago. Wow, I know. <laughs> Just a uh, douche. That's I, I, all. Yeah. All right, let's, let's, let's we, we should think. You know, so yeah, that was a good out. question. See, springboard. Yeah, it was. Boom. Okay, so uh, Nadia Comaneci. Go ahead. Uh, our, well, is it? Is is that a woman? Thermite is thermite a man or a woman? Is. No, thermite's a dude. Well, is is the name. That's why I'm, it could be Izzy. But okay, yeah. So our is man Wilkinson. thermite, yeah, uh, has a a three parter. It's all connected. Um, if you could reboot any book, what book would you reboot? What would be different than before? And who would the creative team be? Um, wow. Uh, all right. So I, I oh I I thought about this. I, I got it out. Um, right. The book I would reboot is Strike Force Moratory. <laughs> Which is the hotness. Uh, it would be different is that um, in the original, uh, each of the people when they were imbued with powers had a specific time to, that that they could you know before they died. I would have it be more like a lottery, like they they were imbued with power, knowing that it would eventually run out. They die, but you don't know. It could be a day. It could be fucking three years. Could be you know you don't you don't they don't know they don't know how long they have so. They just go full out from the second they get till then. And so as you read the book, like someone you're introduced to could die like three seconds later or someone could be in the book for 50 issues. Like you just – but you just don't know and they don't know either. So that would be cool. Um, and then creative team, um, for some reason I would love to see like Paul Pope, Paul Pope do book. Um, which would be great. <laughs> you know, or, I mean, or like in the same vein like Nathan Fox or um, – 
or uh, is like just along that ilk. Like I would Raphael love Raphael Grandpa. Oh, Grandpa would be awesome. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah. that would definitely be the the, the one I'd, I'd want to pencil the book. Um, writer. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, it'd be one of my favorites. I guess it'd be you know, and like Alan Moore, or Rick Remender, or you know, uh, someone like that. I mean, it, 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 I. I think a lot of people could have fun with that with that idea. So I, I'm I'm less concerned about the writers. I'm just bringing that book back. So, hmm. excellent, David. Uh, next, oh really? Uh, well, you don't have to. We can pass it over to Chris if he's got an answer. Go to Chris. Go to Chris if he's got an answer. Chris Neesman. Boots. Elf Quest. <laughs> the Wolf wow. Riders return. That's that's good. That's excellent. I really Mike, liked Elf Quest. Like Grant Morrison and Art Adams. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> Can you imagine sexy ass Art oh, Adams oh, wow. elves? Oh, by the way, put James Stoke on an Elf Quest book. Oh, that would be hot. Yeah, yeah, that would that would be. Yeah, yeah. okay. There, there. Yeah, James Stoko, and yeah, just single creator. It's give give James Stoko. You know what? I was doing that kind of as a joke, and now I fucking want it. <laughs> I done convinced myself. I want it. Boy, James Stoko. It's <laughs> I like that. You know, a comic book confection. I've never read Elf Quest. Oh, it's fun. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, it's I mean, fun. Yeah, it's of an era, but yeah, it's uh, it's cool. Cool. Yeah, it it has that um, prepubescent kind of dirty allure to it <laughs> because the characters are drawn very childlike, but they're not really. Mm. But and it's kind of like Barry Blair stuff. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're basically children in these situations, but they're older than they appear. But they're still children for all intents and purposes. You're watching children suck face yeah. and everything. But, um, that doesn't make me sound dirty, does it? No, no, it no. does. Sorry. Kind of little, we'll say, well, I mean, you are from Pennsylvania. So it's true, because we all do it with cows. Uh, what and book? Girl boys. What? <laughs> <laughs> only if they're in sports. What oh, book okay. would, would I reboot? Plop. Wow. And the creative team would be, let's get Sergio uh, Aragones uh, out from Bongo, put him on Plop, get Hilary Barda mm. and Bill Ray, all these these great humorists, um, and I wouldn't change it at all. I, I love the end. I love the end. Dave, uh, was it Manic that used to do work for, uh, House of Mystery and, and Plop? Uh, just get all these artists that are very, like Evan Dorkin would be great in Plop. Uh, and, and do just off the wall crazy shit every month in an anthology format. I would not change a thing. I, I loved Plop. Just because, well, I love the majority of Plop. When the issues became larger towards the end, when they were doing the, uh, the 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 more pages for your money bullshit with the with the sixty cents and the lar- more uh, increased cover price issues it it stunk. I think the last three issues of Pop Plop are horrible, but the first maybe eighteen nineteen are just gold. There's they're perfect. Gold, Jerry, gold. Uh, yeah, so I, I would reboot Plop because I love it. All right. Nice. I was I was going to say a distant soil just so that we could say we actually once said a distant soil on this show, <laughs> but I am going to go with dark stars. 
And oh, snap. The, yeah. the writers are going to be uh, Tommy Adi and Gray. Nice. And the, the artist is uh, Chris Omni to play with the shadows because it's it's not going to really be a um, a Green Lantern style, Green Lantern core style book. I'd, I'd rather have it more, um, I guess, earthbound and, and uh, kind of just, I, I like the idea of the Dark Stars, but, um, and especially with the, the, the Travis Charest type art, but um, but I would, I would like to see what? It started off so strong. It did. It did. And then they had to cross over with, with Green Lantern and was it Legion? I th- yes. It was no, a, it was, it, it was either it was Legion, Legion or Rebels or something. Yeah. But yeah, so so you had each each of the three books had three three chapters of it, and but yeah, I mean towards the end, I don't, I have no idea what happened. It, Me I, too. Those first three or four issues were, were fan, probably first three since it was Travis, but um, that that was one thing that that I always recall fondly. But I I wouldn't mind seeing that coming back, and I mean you know with 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 the reboot, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually something along the the Dark Stars mythos makes its way in, into one of the books. But yeah, that. that and the fact that there's a very attractive black woman as one of the characters in Dark Stars has absolutely no bearing on your answer. <laughs> she would be the one walking the earth, and, and you know. But I figure, you know, that, and that's why I said, said, said uh, Tommy Adi and Gray. If we keep it more on on Earth, I think that would be more in, in their wheelhouse than, than if it was an outer space kind of thing. Nice, nice. Right, let's keep it moving. Yeah. So, uh, question number eight. Uh, again, back to Andrew Fist of Conchu. We'll try and keep this one, because uh, just try to hit a short one here. Since, uh, uh, which creator that's still living are you uh, still really wanting to meet, but have yet had the chance? Mark Texier. Uh, oh, snap. Not out. Not make out with David, but meet. I know, I know, right? Well, it's not, it's not Matt Wagner anymore, thanks to Chris. That was the first time you met him? That was the first time we actually had a conversation. He, really? We, we, we shook oh, hands, and, and he, he, uh, he sketched. Awesome. He sketched in my um, in my Grand Archives book, and and you know and we, but it was it was it was the Chris Farley. Remember that time? Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, yeah, that, that, that was that was that kind of thing. The, so me actually really talking to him was this year in October. Awesome. Um, but I I uh, yeah, who's still living? I I don't know because even I've I've shook hands with with Casada. He'd be somebody who I'd I'd like to who I probably would say to that. I mine. See, it says still living, and that sucks because I'd love to say Gil Kane. Nah, dude, yeah, he did. I know he did. <laughs> oh, Poor man. David. I know. I know. I've hugged Chris on me, so I can't even say that. Shit. He more than hugged him. <laughs> I did. <Yeah>. Don't front. <laughs> Don't be jealous. Um, maybe Burke Breathen. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to meet Opus's Who? dad. Really? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. That'd be mine. Wow. Ooh. Berkeley Breathed. Uh, yep. Oh, okay. For, yeah, yeah. Bloom County, Atlanta. Yeah. Yep, that's okay. cool. I got an easy one. Go ahead. And and it's going to happen hopefully. Stanley next C two E two. Oh, Joe Kubert. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I never met Joe Kubert. Oh, cool. Yep. Oh, I, I never met Jack Kirby, but that's my own damn fault, yes, and, and I regret that. Yeah, he did. But uh, <laughs> Neil, I met Neil Adams, you know, Simons, and all the ones that I could think of, but I never was in the presence of Joe Kubert. Okay. Another one, John Severin. I would love to meet John Severin. I've never read Severin. I haven't, yeah, I haven't met John, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, for, okay, Chris. Oh, Mobius. 
Nice. Oh, yes. Very good. That's real good. Oh, man, that was a good one. You could also add Jodorowsky, but then you'd be like, mm, you know, trying to. My brain, my brain would go. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. <laughs> is, is Tardy still alive? Yeah. Yeah, sure. That'd be a good one, too. Mm-hmm. M- mine, though, was actually, and he's not actually old. I just haven't had a chance to meet him, is, uh, is Alan Davis. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's a handsome man. He's a favorite. Weird. You know my favorite. I, I guess he just come over to the to the side of the pond too often, but uh, but uh, I would love to, to make care. his hand at least. So because I, I would have said Chris Claremont before New York, but I got a chance that's, to. Yeah, uh, you did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I got one. Uh, no, Dave Frank. Gibbons. Uh, that's oh yeah, yeah, that's good too. Yeah, nice. Frank Miller, you don't want to meet Frank Miller. Uh, nah, hell's nah. nah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm never done with talking about. Now he pulls you into his crazy. It's, it's like he's got like this aura of of nuttiness that just sucks you right in. True, it's, true, yeah. yeah, true that. Okay, so uh, David, we're gonna go back to David because he again did his homework. Um, he wanted uh, he wanted another Tim H question, and he thought it would be interesting if we all said uh, if you could bring back one book from the dead, uh, which would it be? The crew. Oh my God! Wow, you were ready for it. I was. A, what an oddball answer, really. I what an oddball answer. Was really? good. Who wrote it, dude? What an oddball answer. Christopher Priest wrote it. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Coming back, yeah. Right mm-hmm. Joe Bennett on pencils. Yep. Mm-hmm. Currently kicking ass on what? Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Got to read it. If you're not, nice. you're out of the. You're out of the club. You're a sucker. So you think it's his son that killed uh, his handler? <laughs> uh, that's, that's a, a good, good question. question. Yeah, it is a good question. Um, wow, one book back from the dead. What would it be? Uh, hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a book. It seems like they reboot everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's an easy answer for me. What's that? The Avengers. <laughs> well, you, you're gonna get your wish right yeah 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 i i have um one fantasy and one reality answer the the uh reality answer because it is within the realm of pos- possibility and it's the obvious answer for me too commandy i wish dc would would bring oh, back sure. commandy because that that is a possibility what yeah. all everything that's happened at dc recently it could be but the fantasy mm-hmm. answer because there are two titles that would probably never ever come back in the uh condition they were when they left and that is rom and micronauts you'll never saying, see those wow. back yeah. yeah that would have been oh, my, because, my yeah. rom would have been my guess for you yep commandy yeah. the wednesday comics gave me hope that oh, sure. it's still that it's still out there. It's still and well, you know they put out the great omnibus and are they coming out with a, a second volume of that? You betcha. Yes, they are. Oh, awesome, awesome. Yep. Uh, for I'm me, it'd be Archer and Armstrong. That's cool. Hey, nice. That could happen. Yeah, it could definitely happen. So, fingers crossed. You're just trying to get on Jay Tomio's good side. I Not that you need to be. That's my brother. That's right. That's what I'm saying. So Max and Zima, I don't need to get on his good side. Was my I know. His, I love the dude, but his tweets, sometimes you you got to decipher them. I, I, I read them. I say, so I, 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 yeah, what, what is he talking about? And then maybe 10 tweets later, he'll say something like, oh, that's what he was talking about. There you go. He's <laughs> <laughs> a complex guy. He is. I like him. So are we all covered on that one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, who else? David, did you? you yeah, you said the crew. So we're all good. Okay. All right. Um, okay. 
So from um, I'm just trying to think one that's not redundant here. Okay, here we go. I like uh, 22. Number 22 is a good one. Yeah, David actually highlighted that one as well, so we'll go with that one. From Christopher Stark. If you could relive any comic era during the time of publication, when would it be? And what books, creators, etc., is making you excited to relive that time? Hmm. Easy. Well, I mean, David and, and Chris both said it was a good question, so I presumably have some thoughts. I would, I would love to go back in time to the release of Fantastic Four number one and <laughs> just re, just relive the the Silver Age of Marvel because I, I don't think that there has been a, a a wellspring of imagination in comics over that like six seven year period. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. What'd you say, Jason? Oh, you're all messed up. Oh, you're all broke up. Yeah, you're doing my thing now. It's all right. Uh, for going. me, for me, it would be um, early to mid '80s Marvel, specifically Marvel. But no, I mean, with the big twos, when when you have Crisis and and Titans, things like that. But that is, that's. I, I've said it before. I'll say it countless other times in the future. It, that that's my golden age. It's it's um, that would be, that would be that era with with. With Burn at Marvel, with Perez at DC, with with Power Pack and and GI Joe and and like I said, the New Teen Titans and and just I loved buying my books wherever I could, get reading as as many new comics that that, that they were putting out at, at the time, and and when you get away from the big two, that was also when when you had some of the some of the good things out of out of Eclipse and First and 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 the other indie guys. So that that's my era. That that's what I would like to go back to. That hmm. that'd be me reliving that. Wow. Yeah, Dave, David stole mine as well. I mean, to be the early '80s were just insane. I mean, in terms of we had Crisis and we had the Marvel explosion of the Copper and Bronze. It just was just seemed like a time when there was so much going on, and then obviously. The, that like four to five year window was was um, just so full of so many classics and and also too I think the maturation of the industry and the storytelling and uh, I mean although technically we were reading comics then I I would have I would like to have been a little older than I was at the time to have really sort of appreciated them for what they were. Cool. Well, I guess I have to go with the obvious. Um, I would like to relive the Bronze Era because um, uh, specifically I would not ignore any publisher other than Marvel because the focus at the time for me at Marvel during the Bronze Age was Marvel. But there was a hell of a lot of good things coming out of DC and mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, uh, Charlton at the time. But uh, I bought... Uh, Specific, like certain titles from DC, I would buy anything Jack did, obviously. But maybe a House of Mystery here or there, and uh, you know, the maybe a mystery, uh, a horror book from DC. But I would like to go back and scoop them all up at cover price because it's costing me <laughs> a lot of money now to go back. <laughs> uh, especially the you know the 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 Charlton stuff with Pat Boyette and Joe Staten and just a, a ton of great artists at uh, Charlton that. Just basically, uh, because of the impact Marvel and and uh, DC had, were kind of ignored at the time. 
And now I look at the books and it's like, damn, Charlton was doing some really good work. Alex Toth. Uh, there's there's just a ton of artists that came out of uh, not didn't, that didn't come out of Charlton, but that were represented represented at at Charlton that people just ignore. And then they, where else would you get like the ground floor of Blue Beetle and, and Captain Adam? Yeah, by Ditko. Damn, Jesus, oh, come on, yeah. So yeah, like Bronze Era for me. Okay, that's funny. All three of you guys picked the era that you grew up in. It's true. It's probably not a coincidence, yeah, that's, right? It's, it's, that's what Marvel remember, magazines. That's, what, that, that's what we want to relive, that, Chris. We yeah, we, rem- we romanticized that because it was when it was the most exciting. And, point then, and the question says relive. I didn't know you were old enough to be around during Fantastic Four number one. And, but oh, it'd be cool to go we, back to scoop them all up and resell them now. Uh, well, sure. I, so, so yeah. I guess in how it's worded. I can't relive the early '60s. No, I took it to. I think Chris is okay. Like I took it to mean like. If you I, could, I'm, just, I'm giving him shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. All right, um, so um. But you know what? I, I, as a tangent to this question, really quickly, I am doing that right now because while the DC books are thrilling me to no end, Marvel has kind of left me cold. So, so there's a hole. In, in my weekly buying that where I used to spend like say thirty, thirty five, forty dollars a week, I'm now spending maybe fifteen on DC in a good week. So I'm supplementing that the the loss with buying back issues from the Bronze Age. And it's awesome. I'm loving it. I'm t- I'm totally doing the same thing but with um but with books from the eighties. It's if we were talking about um what we're reading this week, I'd be talking about the uh the IDW Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, nice. collection. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. I and you know I, I brought up the Asgardian Wars uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm kind of on a kick of of reliving the uh, the comics I read you know as as a kid right now, and it's sure. it's, it's awesome. I love it. I love doing it. Yeah. Yeah. There was a question I actually didn't even put in the list, which was because uh, I thought we'd all answer it in one way, which was like. Uh, if if you could had to choose between like if you had stopped in time and had to choose between the only be able to read comics that have existed from today backward or could only read comics from today forward, what would you choose? Not I like, think well, that was that was Gordo. Yeah, and I was oh, like, boy. we'd all say before, right? Because yeah. number one, <laughs> number one, we're, we're nostalgic for it. Number two, there's a fucking lot of comics that we like. I don't know how many comics yeah. are gonna come out from here on out, but I know that there's like enough for my lifetime to read backwards, right? Though, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't put that but it, and 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 um, really, uh, I'm not a gambler, but that's a sure bet, isn't it? Because you know what came out before. Yeah, uh, the future is uncertain. So right, and it's you, a combination you, of things you've read and know you'd love to reread, and then there's right. things that you know you haven't read but you are awesome. So right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, our man Dan Leaf Insects man, keeping a little real here, a little personal. Uh, what would be your wish for each other for the coming year? Uh, and it could oh. be what would you like for them to achieve? Like to see them read, do whatever. Um, so you know, for each of us, what would you wish for each other? Oh man! All right. Well, for Vince, I have two things. Uh, I'd love to see you sell all your fucking houses. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you. Uh, oh, I, I hope that comes true. Yeah, and uh, and I would love to see you put more of yourself out there artistically. Oh, that's gonna happen. It's gonna cool. happen. Um, actually, taking a a, a, a Brian Salazar's lead. Because that site that he's got going on with the prints mm-hmm. he's releasing, that looks sweet. I could do that. 
Yeah, I could do print. I could do prints, yeah. And and he's kudos to Brian. Those things are damn nice. I like what he's doing there. He's having fun with it. He says yeah. he, doesn't, he, does, he doesn't enjoy doing them, but they keep popping into his head, and it's like a drug addiction. He can't let stop out. doing it. Yeah, he can't stop doing them. Nice. I always like things uh, that mess with type like that. Like Tom Sutton's one of my favorite artists, but he 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 did a lot of. Uh, work with typography incorporating it into his design and it's kind of the same thing sal's doing and yeah I, and, I like and if you want to know what we're talking about just uh follow at brian salazar and it's b-r-i-o-n salazar on uh yeah. on twitter and he's been more released. playing with type yeah sure yeah. uh for chris uh i would love to see you find uh more substantial professional fulfillment thank like, you you know, like something that like challenges you creatively, and mm-hmm. like where you feel like you're, you know, producing more of that, like than the value. I think you feel like you're not. You know, I, I just think you could be happier in your professional life if you had a, you know, a more creative outlet. Um, and for Dap, I mean, Dap's got a man who has everything. What could I wish for a man who has everything? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> no, um, I mean I, for you, but I I would just love for 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 somehow the plate tectonics of the Earth to switch such that you don't ever have to worry about your basement again. Because uh, mm-hmm. fucking you know it keeps you up, man. It's it's anytime it rains and shit, you gotta worry. So rain right now, man. That's that's what I would I would hope for you, buddy. Thank you, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. How uh, uh, for for Jason. I, uh, I hope uh, 2012 is uh, one year closer to uh, you living in Colorado. Oh, nice! Ah, that's a good one. And uh, and, and having your your dreams fulfilled, uh, David. Uh, I hope that uh, that you know the next year is. Uh, uh, a much a much easier path for for you and Renee, you know, for your for your dreams, and and I'd like to also see uh, you uh, be at the head of the classroom more because I know that that's yeah. something that is really exciting to you. Um, and and Vince, um, I hope that uh, in the next year, um, you understand how much I love you. Oh shit! Oh, oh, that good. Awesome. That's so good. Well, well I, I got one. Wow. Um, and do I have permission to speak candidly? Better. And it's for Chris. I would like him to come to the realization that the people he calls friends are not out to eviscerate him with words. That it's not a contest. It's not a game. We're not trying to make him look anything other than he is. And that the meeting of the minds should be enjoyable and and not uh, under the assumption that whatever is said to him obviously implies that the inverse is true. Do you know what I mean? Like if, if we're talking in a conversation and I say something, he, I, I wish that he wouldn't take it to mean the opposite and that I'm trying to attack him because I do consider him a friend. I love the guy and I don't have any ill will to him regardless of how he perceives the conversation to go so that's my thing for chris we should be we should 
verbally hug. It. We should verbally hug yeah. instead of spar. We don't have to spar all the time because I, I, you know, I'm not trying to prove you wrong. I'm just trying to have a discussion. That's what we should do. Ah, oh, damn it! You're breaking up again. What? <laughs> what? Now, what did you say? I said you just want to make sweet love to him. I do. I don't. A strife is not good unless it's in armor and has the face of cable. Oh, <laughs> but for you know, for, for Jason, I, what do I wish? I just wish he can keeps on keeping on the way he's doing it because that that is one of the things that I have. I find most impressive of Jason is that he's so young and has accomplished so much. He's obviously doing something right. So I wish he just keeps on doing it right. And I wish David would leave Renee and come live with me. That's <laughs> 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 because I could have Renee come stay with the room. Hey. Or, or, or wait, or bring Renee and we can have like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, for, for Vince, I just, I, just, I want to see Vince physically, literally. I want to see Vince in the coming year. Nice. Uh, less of you want to see me, but I, I, you hope there's less of me when you do because I put on a little bit of weight as my Christmas Don't card. Don't worry about it. It's, it's, <laughs> if, if, if we've learned nothing else in the last year and a half, is that Vince doesn't go to shows. <laughs> I do though. I just keep trying to find the freaking time. I know, mm-hmm. and and okay. yeah, but. Um, if I could for, put my mom on a leash and take her, I would. <laughs> That's a pretty good cosplay. Oh, so you'd be like the comedian and Sally Jupiter. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> for for Jason, I just I I I know. I guess the past few weeks, few months have been maybe a little stressful for him, and uh, I just I, I he's you're you're a lot more plugged in than I am, a lot more oblivious to shit as as our tweets back and forth can contest to and. Um, and I just, just like you with my basement, I just, I, I don't want things to get to you. And I just, I, I want you and, and, and Beth and the boys to just, to just have one hell of a fantastic, especially I, I've enjoyed hearing about the football and everything else the past few months. And, and it, it, you're one of the people who actually, I kind of miss not, not actually having my own kids. So it, I, I, I thank you for that. Cry over here. I don't know. That's a that's a great picture though, Jason. The, uh, oh, the, cool. thanks, guys. Yeah, the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like how, how like the boys are kind of like keeping you away from bed. They're <laughs> on the side and they're all like, "Yeah, mom." Yeah. Um, and, and for Chris, I just Jesus. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> there we go. Um, no, I I seriously, I don't think I can top Jason's. I just I I like I, you you are one of 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 my best friends and and I don't um, I, did, I don't I don't like like seeing you angry I just I want wow. and and I know I know it's and I don't mean here I just mean I know shit happens at work and and I know you know and and Chris and I will talk on the phone every so often every few weeks and and we'll just we'll bullshit and we'll shoot the shit and it's mm-hmm. I, I like doing that and, and I like knowing that that Chris is in a good place and and um and I just and I know how how great Chicago is and and he should always be happy so. Except for their pizza. I am happy. I am happy. No, I know. I know. I I just, I want, you know, I mean, like we were talking earlier Mm -hmm. tonight, you know, this, on Wednesday nights, it's great when the four of us can just sit down and shoot the shit and, and and it's four buds talking that that we, you know, we end up recording it and people listen to it, but I. That's the biggest misconception of the show is that I'm unhappy. I love to debate and I, and Vince is the person that. When are you going to start? 
I debate with. I <laughs> I love debate. It makes me happy. I'm a very happy person, and but it it brings it out in me, and I love to you know it's it's you know steel sharpens steel. And uh, yes. oh boy, there it is. There we go. That was one of the first things you ever said to me, by the way. <laughs> there it is. I love it. I love to debate. And then yeah, it's like it's like the the Jesus thing. I wouldn't heap it on you if I didn't know you could take it. Chris is yeah. the master, master debater. But but then then whenever it goes to the forum, you know, I'll I'll defend my position unless you're fucking ignorant, and then I'll just tell you to fuck <laughs> off. See, all right, so <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's one proceed. more to go. Um, so, uh, let's see here. Um, okay, what artist? This is from Tim H. Um, what artist or writer do you consider to be criminally underrated? Oh, such easy, <laughs> so easy. Go ahead, Pat Boyette. Huh. Pat Boyette is virtually ignored in 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 comics fandom, and it's a freaking crime. Go, I don't even go, know who that is. Oh my god, Pat's fantastic. Um, picture yeah, we all have the Sunday funnies. Yes, picture a somewhat grittier Alex Toth, same uh, handle on layout and uh, just the pacing and. The, Toth had kind of a uh, a noir kind of approach. Well, Boyette has the gothic approach, and it, his art is just fantastic. And go go look in, in in the Carlton books. And Boyette did work for DC. The man is unbelievably well. He's dead, but unbelievably talented. And and I'm so glad I uh, I never met him, but I do have an autograph. I do have a signature from him. Uh, MyComicShop.com sells this. Uh, God damn it, where is it? It's over there. Um, this uh, book of just all uh, Boyette work, and he signed it for Mile High, not Mile High, uh, My Comic Shop, and they sell it at a premium. It's like seven bucks, but it's well worth it. But the damn thing comes with a Boyette checklist, which is the the worst thing you could ever give me is a Pat Boyette <laughs> checklist because I'm going to buy, going to go back and buy all this. Stuff. But as I'm going through it, I'm like, damn, they missed some. So I have some stuff that's not even in the checklist. And it's, it's crazy. I just love the man's work. He could paint like a son of a bitch. Look at some of the, 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 um, the, 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 uh, Charlton covers. The guy is just fantastic. And Pat Boyette and see you guys, who the hell's Pat Boyette? David knew. But I mean, you know, the other look, do a Google search for Pat Boyette, and you'll see guys so yeah. talented. The, Directed it, movies, uh, Dungeon of Harrow. It's not the greatest movie in the world, but it's it's fun. Um, couldn't make it in movies, and so he became a comic book artist. And Alex Toth himself said, uh, "Pat Boyette is the artist to which I uh, has the." level of uh talent to which i aspire and alex Toth said that oh. about him jeez Toth didn't say anything nice about nobody. Uh, nobody no he liked he liked boyette unsolicited uh -huh. or otherwise yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a really hard question to answer because you can look at it at so many different levels if you look at you know um stereotypical comic book reader a um who kind of just looks at you know the top 10 selling books or whatever you would say something like you know abnett and lanning you know mm -hmm. those guys or mm -hmm. or 
Almiati and Gray, and, sure. and there's and there's probably we could name off you know rattle off like fifty names uh, of of like those second tier sales wise second tier uh-huh. creators that are so good, um, but then you know I think that um, in the last year or two that we've all become fans of Jacques Tardy, and Boy. and I think that ah. in for. For American audiences, he's a criminally underrated artist that not enough comic book fans know about. Truth, um, truth. But not for lack of trying, though. I mean, back yeah, in the day... This is doing a great job. Right, um, but I mean, in, in the 70s, Tardy was in tons of issues of heavy metal. Okay. And yeah, it just didn't, for some reason... Well, like Chris said, weird. I mean, the guy's I mean, great. Mm-hmm. He, he, Chris did say American audiences, and I know I was picking up heavy metal at... at the newsstand when I was growing up, so I mean, it's not like heavy metal was hard to come by, and you can get it at Barnes and Noble. But mm-hmm, it's right. um, it's still. But then again, if you're in a magazine with Mobius, you're kind of going to get cast into yeah. the shadows. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna split it down the middle and okay. and, and say a name that m- most people know, and if they if they don't know it, they they should. So it's in between mainstream and and the and the the underground. And it's a guy who I I think, and we'll talk about it in our eleven o'clock is a guy who I think is, in my opinion, uh, in my eyes now is is probably the greatest living cartoonist, and and that's that's Jaime Hernandez. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, okay, I, I and and most people know him and. And the the name is out there, and you know, Love and Rockets is a very recognizable comic and known as an indie, you know, uh, sensation by most comic book fans. I don't know if if most comic book fans understand how amazing of a cartoonist he is. I can't find anything about that statement to uh, with which to disagree. So that's fine. Yeah, I think you're right. Wow, I don't now. World's greatest cartoonist. I think Crumb has the edge on him, but at world's greatest cartoonist that actually produced new work. You <laughs> know, Crumb, Crumb did Genesis, yeah. so yeah, all right. I, yeah, I, I, I think I think Jaime has him as um, as being a cartoonist and a draftsman. And I love Crumb, but God, it's his. And maybe it's just you, his work is so beautiful. It's did you so, read Volume Four yet? No, I'm working up to it. You may have to revise your eleven o'clock scores. I know, I know, I know. I'm working up to it. He's awesome. I, I um, I was see, I was, I was going to say I had a couple. I, I, I was running them off, and uh, at first I was thinking Rick Leonardi. I was like, no, because oh, he's, he's damn he's, nice. He, um, that's a really good one. And but I mean you know Cloak and Dagger and and mm-hmm. the the most recent Vigilante series and and he did some work on the Superman book, um, and then I thought about Pat Broderick, and I'm yes. like uh, okay you know but he's I remember you know Doom 2099 and Firestorm, but then then it hit me um, because Amazing Spider-Man 200 is one of my favorite issues and I. Remember that cover of the first Vigilant, the ongoing series. And then I think he finally, I don't want to say recognition, but it, it seemed that he, he was perfect for this project when they gave him the 
official handbook of the Marvel Universe Master Edition that had the three ring binding, and that's Keith Pollard. And I oh, think, oh shit! If I mean, I don't know anybody who I mean, you could go months without ever someone probably a, a comic book fan, especially these days, or a new comic book reader, thinking about this artist or even knowing who the hell he is. So I, if I say underrated, that's that's who I think. Unfortunately, I got one real quick that just came to my mind, so oh, I want to see it. Get it out. Chris Browse. Nice. Oh, that's so good. That is a good one. That is so good. All right. So I was, God, there was a lot, a lot come to mind because it's all about how you interpret uh, underrated. Uh, as far as modern artists, the first one that came to mind is a friend of ours. And I, and I think this probably won't be true a year from now from the sound of it, but that's uh, Tom Fowler. Um, nah, okay. Uh, now he's obviously had some some venom issues of late, and then he's obviously we just heard the news that he's going to be doing the the Hulk uh, OGN. So so I suspect he's finally getting his just desserts. But but certainly he, given the quality of his uh, illustrative abilities, I think to 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 date he he should be far more household name than he is. Um, classic artist uh, again. This is just sort of a personal feeling. I don't think he's gotten his due. Uh, Sal Buscema. Um, you, you guys know John Buscema is is yeah, is among my time favorite brother. artists, and uh, his brother Sal, I think, is uh, you know I think old school guys give him his props, but I think there's an entire generation of comics readers that don't think much of him. Oh, you're all crackly. I am. Now you're, oh. now you're better. Hilarious. Okay. Um. So this is the two that come to mind. Another one I would say though is uh. Tony Bedard and Paul Pelletier. Um, you guys nice. Um, from from negation on up, they've they've been killing it in their respective things, and and yet I don't know that either's really ever been considered like a premier talent. That's a damn shame. So, um, yeah, that's my picks. I think. Am I good? No. No. Fuck. Wait a second. Wait a second. We're good. You know, but you know, and, and I'll I'll kind of you know riff off of this for a second. That's been. Um, uh, we we're kind of talking about, you know, how has the podcast enriched your life, and and just kind of you know thinking back over the last like six years since I've been doing this, it's been one of the most exciting things is seeing people that you think of as either up and coming or criminally underrated, and now they are, you know, it's like six years ago. I don't know if Chris Somney. If you would ask me, is Chris ever going to be considered, you know, a a staple creator? And and he is now. And guys like you know Gabriel Ba and Fabio Moon, who were just doing this weird Casanova book with Fraction, who hadn't done hardly anything at that point. It's been so awesome to see. I mean, like truly, truly talented people getting getting their their due and they, and I love love seeing that and it and it's happening more and more and more all the time yeah. and uh you know, you know my, I, I I hope it continues you know my number one um while we're giving thanks my the artist for which I'm the most thankful that I got to see come out of the blue hit like a friggin meteor and and he just seems to be getting more and more high profile jobs Gabriel Hardman yeah. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Right. But, I mean, Gabe, but I, I think he's. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think people realize how goddamn talented that man is. Gabe is such a pro, though. It's it's his work ethic and and just his attitude towards towards. I 
and just because I've you know, we've all met so many so many artists and writers in this industry and really great people in this industry. Gabe is just like, yeah, you 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 do the job, and yeah. it's it, I I love his attitude and work ethic. It's like, um, yeah, we're making comics. Yeah, it's I yeah. just. I, I, it's it's one thing if he had that attitude and just produced you know adequate work, but his oh, work, his work is far from adequate. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's ridiculously talented, yeah. and he is, yeah. and he brings an 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 a classic old time sensibility to it while keeping it very fresh and very modern. That's yeah. just almost impossible to do. Yeah. It, I got it's, I got some more that came to mind. Uh, uh, one I know Chris knows well, um, and I think again this time next year he he won't. He won't be as uh, as underappreciated, which is uh, Ramon Perez, uh, uh, who yeah. just uh, of Sand, Jim Henson's Tale of Sand, just came out, and uh, I think once that starts making the rounds, per, uh, Ramon won't be uh, he won't be an undiscovered talent much longer. Uh, if, if he is, if it, he, you know, again, that's just he may not even be it. Might, it may not even be fair to call him that right now, but I just think that he's certainly not a household name, and he should be. Um, and on the writer side, uh, a guy we used to talk about, but we haven't talked about much lately because he's been busy writing Ringer, uh, Jay Fair. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he's a terrific writer, and uh, just be- because of you know the comics industry we live in today, he, he hasn't really had like that, that big comics commercial break yet. And uh, I think he certainly it's through the fault of his own. I think he's told some really uh, fun, interesting, uh, in depth stories uh, that just haven't you know necessarily had the sales to justify him keeping it up. So yeah. first time I ever saw uh, a young artist named Mahmoud Ashar was oh yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. 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 would have been an answer yeah exactly I think I, he- I, between uh, from from when he started and then he was he, he did the, the Power Man miniseries and he was working on on Adam with Jeff Lemire and then and now he's Supergirl one of the Superman family of titles for for the new Fifty Two I just I want to see where he keeps going Yeah but you could tell uh, reading Dynamo Five you could tell oh, Ma- so Mahmoud would be like Yeah okay this guy's gonna break out You could just mm-hmm. sure. you, you, you saw that spark and and he's got it He really does yep. I I sent him uh, but he has the uh, wraparound cover of the uh, Comic Shop News Winter Special Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and yeah, I yeah. took a picture of it, and it's just it. yeah. I finally, David. No, I don't because I didn't. Okay, I haven't been online, so I have. Yeah, I sent it to him because I forgot to do the damn thing, and I was like, "Damn, this guy's waiting for it," and I'm just like dragging my ass as usual. But I wasn't. I got. I, I had stuff to do, but I did give it to him. It is fantastic, and who better? I mean, than Mahmoud. He, the guy does really good work. He does. It's solid. How about that? Uh, that Nick Bradshaw? Huh? Okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> that really bothers that, me for that, some reason. Is yeah, that our is that our twelve uh, twelve questions of Christmas? Yeah, that, that we, is. We have finished up the twelve, and we are at one hour and fifty seven minutes of recording time. Perfect. That is perfect. So, uh, this um, question session has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService dot com, where you can get your books at way below retail. Wamba discounts, as Chris likes to call them. 35 to 75 percent off they ship them straight to your door you don't have to do a damn thing fill out your little uh monthly order form it totals it up for you they'll charge you online it's great you don't have to do anything you don't have to leave the confines of your beautiful home discount comic book service dcbservice.com in your travels wow this is tough i was initially going to say deathstroke but i don't you know that that's a given i tweet about that book all the time (laughs) um (laughs) 
Jason, what's up with that? <laughs> well, I did my Mordecai. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I'm stuck. Um, check out all the, the great titles from Bongo. Because they're, they're, they're a lot of fun. There Bart Simpson, the, the Simpsons, the Futurama book is really funny. They got Sergio uh, Aragones uh, does a book for them every month. Bongo just keeps producing uh, a lot of really fun, really well-made comics. And uh, that's another thing that falls below the radar. You would think it wouldn't, being the Simpsons, right? Big, high-profile television show. No, I don't think the, the Bongo numbers are all that high. That's a crime. You should really check out check them out. Evan Dorkin's doing stuff for Bongo now. It's great. Wow, nice. Bong, Bongo will be uh, a part of my eleven o'clocker. It it will. I saw that. Winners, yeah. Excuse um, me. Hiccups. Yeah. What? What? Speaking of, um, head over to the uh, the forum. Where at, David? Damn it! Why do I have the hiccups? Forum. Uh, That's uh, fucked up. Bulletinspodcast dot com. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you can chime in on the eleven o'clock uh, or the eleven o'clockers, and uh, and we'll have our picks and then the forum picks uh, as a whole. And uh, um, thank you to the forum for all the for all the questions tonight. Yeah. And in Definitely. your travels, uh, not a book, but um, just a frame of mind. It's it's the holidays, and uh, and in your travels um, in the next week. Do something nice for someone you don't know. There you go. Wow. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Look at you, Chris. I know. <laughs> all impressed and shit. <laughs> Seriously, I'm all impressed. I'm all impressed and shit. <laughs> shit. I'm gonna. Um, I I I'm gonna say because we we brought the character up enough times tonight, especially with with some of the very low points in his comic book career. Greg Ruck is Punisher. Ooh. The uh, the sixth issue I, uh, I I just read last uh, well over the weekend. Um, the sixth issue is pretty unique in that uh, in that there are two artists on the issue, Matt Clark and Matt Southworth, who of course um, worked with with Greg down, on uh, Stumptown. Down, down. Mm-hmm. What's nice That's about where I this, heard that name? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. The uh, and it and after I finished it, I went back. To the beginning of the issue, and checked along each page. They alternate pages. One does Southworth does Frank's storyline from his point of view, and uh, and Matt Clark because it's it's a female, and I think he draws pretty ladies pretty well. Uh, he takes care of the female character who was introduced in the first issue uh, of of this run, and it's they, a jam. It's a jam. it really is. But it, yeah. it it wasn't. Each one had the next page, so you didn't have two pages. Consecutively by Clark, you had a Clark and then a South, and it just and it really worked out pretty well because then then, then they cool. end up. It was it was really cool, and, and the last page, a double page spread, worked really well. It was it was it was a nice um, it was it was a really nice way to do it, and and uh, and there were no um, it it there was nothing jarring, there was nothing, and and it they do work well together. It's not like it, it wasn't like you had. Uh, Gabriel Hardman and and Mike Allred working on the same book, going from yeah. one page to the next. This, they, they even though that would be yeah. fucking awesome, that would yeah. be extremely awesome. Now, now is that last double page spread? Both artists worked on it. That last page is yes. Oh, that's cool. I yeah, like it really that. is. It really is. Uh, it Elevate. Was, uh, that's what they're doing. Elevating yeah. the art form. That is very nice. I like that a lot. It's, it's I may actually read that using the using the medium. 
And yep. I love it whenever creators do that. And, uh, and and Greg's Punisher has been good. I've enjoyed it. It has, and, and that's why I wanted to make sure we mentioned it because it, you know, we talked, the events brought up when when the character was black, and and we brought up the right before the Marvel Marvel Knights series when 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 Garth started writing it, and um and then of course and then it takes somebody like Romero to do something kind of crazy like Frank yeah. Castle. So you wouldn't expect Greg Rucker to do a story like that, but I mean as far as yeah. the um it's it's not this is one time where I think so far, especially since we haven't had any um we haven't had any appearances by any of the Marvel Universe heroes, we've had. We've had Nora, and and you know we know it's in mm-hmm. it's, he's in Spider Man's neck of the woods, but uh, it it hasn't. It, Greg really writes the character well in this superhero environment. I find. He 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 understands the military aspect of it. The yeah. problem the problem with doing the Punisher right now is that, and 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 this is hyperbole, and and I can't say this for sure, but. I don't foresee anyone ever doing a better run than Garth Ennis on Punisher Max. If that is that will, in my opinion, be the definitive run of that character for until somebody blows my doors off, and that ain't going to happen really easily because the Punisher Max that Garth Ennis uh, did is some of the best comic booking of the last decade and and as enjoyable as aaron's and and dylan's punisher max is it's cool it's not it draws on what came before it it's not its own you know he's not doing it like garth took it and ran it's (laughs) if we're if we're going to talk about it in uh in our uh going back to our dkr discussion uh which one is the definitive run Oh, it's 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 guards. It's it's welcome back, Frank. It's, yeah, it's it's not even it's not even the Max title. It's 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 the Marvel Knights right. series. I find so it's not even. But, but yeah, but 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 the that was the that was the definitive run, and then and then the Max run is. The, I mean, that's that's the that's the uh, the graduate school. You know, that that's the postgraduate school. Yeah. That that's where everything became perfect and professional and top of the line. Wow. You know what my definitive Punisher is? <laughs> Frank and Castle? Ross Andrew and Jerry Conway. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, nothing, nothing wrong with that. But, but, yeah, I mean, at that point, he was not a... He wasn't a primetime player. That's true. It's very true. But, yeah, you're right. The Garth Ennis run is really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. That's nice. That's his, it's his... Spacker Dave. That's right. <laughs> yeah. What do we got? Well, so in your travels, um, I got a little something that uh, it looks like it's not going to really find a place on my 11 o'clock screws for the first time, um, and that is uh, Fables. So I wanted to shout it out tonight. Oh. Um, you know, I was a little critical of the uh, of the lapse I thought it took with the whole um, uh, Jack of Fables and the... Uh, the, you know the little twelve issue little tie in they had sort of after they wrapped up the the big oh horror. the great the great great fables crossover exactly um, yeah. and I thought it lost some momentum and I was kind of like saying I don't know you know maybe maybe they should have wrapped it up when they when they had the chance but I will say that um, the uh, the last three arcs which would be witches rose red and super team have have I at least 
from my view, been fantastic, and that's well over a year's worth of of, of issues. Uh, I think I think it's back strong. And it's it's definitely one of the top books out there, and uh, I I don't I don't have the numbers to back this up, but I feel like it's it's a lost a little bit of its momentum out there, and it 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 really shouldn't. If you if you did sort of abandon ship with the Fables crossover, um, but you were a big fan of it before that, definitely jump back in because it's it's you won't be disappointed. It's, it's I, I think they kicked it in high gear with a hundred, and it's been strong. Ever yeah, since. I would agree. Yep, yeah, I would agree. So, but, uh, you know, when you said it didn't find a place on your eleven o'clockers, same thing with me. And and I'm not just talking the book fables. I'm talking the creators attached to it. There was one in particular that I think swept my favorite uh, penciler for what at least the three years we've been doing yeah, it, right? Bucky. Yeah, Bucky. yeah, Bucky did not get the the nod this year. Yeah, yeah, that's why. So, but but so for those who were sort of lapsed. Don't don't lapse. It's still a fantastic book. Oh, it is right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. All right. What else we got? We still got more time, right? Oh, I think that's it, dude. Aww. I think we're good. Well, <laughs> we should say, in all seriousness, uh, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. Right. Uh, everybody I said right. <laughs> right. Yeah, we should say that. It's the season. It's yeah. The season. Happy Hanukkah. Spin the dreidel. Merry Christmas. Dreidel, um, dreidel, dreidel. I made. Paul? Out of clay. Happy birthday, Baby Jeebus, and all that. Baby Jesus and I were both Sagittarius. It's nice. And remember, if you have sent us something and expected a thank you this episode, we will be doing so. No, really. Next week, we will be corralling all our wonderful gifts into one. So much awesome. I've been blown away by some of friends and listeners and like seriously every day has been like this amazing experience to come home and it's like oh, what's this oh my wow. god that's awesome i know there really was how much the hell yeah. did you get in the I'll, think, I'll take know, a picture I can, yeah seriously i know in the 12 cues of christmas there was a question like to the effect of do you ever get gifts from other people like comic related and i was like we can't talk about this because we get them all the time <laughs> yeah it's the shit that comes from overseas that blows me away. What? Well, that's oh, I got I, I I got a Christmas card from from um, her. Sweet from sweet yeah from yes. her. Yeah. You know it's that. What the hell? I mean that's it's amazing. That's that that's messed up. You gotta give out your address, Vince. No, you're getting. No, I mean that's Jason's all messed up. How, oh. Why is that happening this week? Huh. Now you're good. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know. it's like for a second. It's very strange. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, um, not speaking for all of us, but I'm sure I am. Have a, a great holiday. Be safe. Hug your kids. Kiss your wife or your significant other. If you're a man, kiss your man friend. I don't care. Just go kiss somebody. <laughs> it's- Man, friend, well, you know what, what I mean. Yeah, we gotta we gotta throw the blanket over everybody. If you're hey, if you're a lesbian, go kiss your girlfriend. Don't count. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say that lesbians count very much. <laughs> Top of the heap. Uh, so yeah, yeah, have a, have a have a great holiday, and we'll be back Fuck, next Jason week. Jason added the category. You son of a bitch. He did. He did. Bastard. Yeah. Aw, that's so sad. <laughs> it is. I don't like to hear. I don't like to hear Jason break up like that. Oh bad. God, breaking up again? Not now. <laughs> it's like every other sentence. So say bullshit and then say the stuff you want to say. I said I at your request is why I added that category. Yes. Oh, did you really? Uh, yeah. nice. Best anthology? Yeah. 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 That's a good one. 
I, I had such a difficult time um, picking my 11 o'clockers, and my answers actually surprised me. I realize there's a lot of things I think probably would have been my answers, but I haven't had a chance to read them yet. Yeah, yeah I'd go uh, along with that, yeah. We, uh, uh, we doing this uh, two weeks? Yes, two okay. weeks. Next week is a Christmas opening the packages episode, and the week after that is the first of what probably will be the two-part 11 o'clock, because I doubt we'll get through it in one episode. And I so don't think we, I don't really think we should. People. Yeah. Yep. All I right. The DC relaunch is very much evident in all my answers. All yeah. Right. All right. Cool. Re- really surprised me. All right. So, yeah. So come back next week. We'll be here waiting for you. Go open your presents. Have a good time. Eat your food. And we'll be here. Merry New Year. Yep. <laughs> we love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. What, no, call me? Well, fine, call me. Yes, call David. Forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. <laughs> Join our forum. We'll have a good time. And we will. Yeah, ev- eventually I'll get around to, uh, to approve. Oh, that's funny. It's like favorite colorist is just going to be a Angela. I, I know. No, I think I know. I'm going to I'm gonna have to break that He's up. So, oh, no, I'm gonna no, up. I think I'm going to go with somebody else. He's so good, though. Bye. Speaking of colorists, wait a minute. Oh, wait. Val you... Staples has a new online comic. That's, that's right. God damn it. I forgot to and say it. Reading it. Um, it's called Divination. We'll talk about it next week. Right. Yeah. But let's give them the link. Uh, you, you can. Uh, Divination. Right. It's Val, Val Staples' new book. He is writing it um, with someone, right? There's co-writing it with someone, and uh, he he's doing the coloring. Yes. Well, he's doing the coloring for the what would be the color cover images. The the, the meat Correct. of the yeah. story is in black and white. Yeah. Yeah. I took a look at it. I liked what I saw. Mm-hmm. Very good. So yeah, we'll talk about more that more next week. Uh, Val Staples, Staplesaurus, aka Doctor Hugh. Doctor Hugh. Send me that check. Hey, send us cookies this year. I know. It's okay. He's got We're stuff alcohol. he's working on. Sorry. Shit. Shit. <laughs> you don't love us no more. Nice job, Val. See ya. <laughs> Later. Jason's heart. Divination is shit. Now we love That's him. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. You're not going to like it when he sees the Phil McCombs category, though. <laughs> That's why I got switched He's up. not going to like it. <laughs>